ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and plug our sponsor now at the beginning of the show. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Looks LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Yeah. Check them out. They're up and running. Back from their data breach. We actually were on like six or seven boxes from Hayfla this week. <laughs> uh, we want to welcome back a guest from episode seven. Yeah, that's of a long season time one. ago. Wow. This is 25 of season three. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're 129 episodes in. Podcast veterans, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, William Fagin. Fagin, yes. Fagin. It's actually Fagin. No, it's Will Fagin. <laughs> William Robert Fagin II. William Robert Fagin? Yes. I'm Robert William. I'm named, oh, wow. I'm named after my grandfather, who's a Protestant minister. Oh, wow. That's, and I have nothing to do with religion. The so apple doesn't me fall far from crap. the tree. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> um, so I guess... Uh, how do we start? Yeah, you want to tell us where you've been for the last uh, two years? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, when I first was here, I think you had just moved. I had out just of Brooklyn, moved right? to New Hope area, and I'm still. I'm in Lamberville now. It's on the Jersey side of the Delaware River. Um, just, I'm really into it out there. I love it out there. It's a nice area. It really is, man. It really is. It's like the mix of farm to, you know, small town vibe with the artsy town there mm -hmm. right on the river and there's a couple of those towns over there you ever go to golden nugget i do actually one of my that place is amazing yeah, yeah i have, I used to go I have like probably at least 10 things in my house from golden nugget like mm -hmm. early morning saturday morning big flea market right yeah i think we we might have talked about it on the podcast before um like when we went out to go see steve mm-hmm like yeah, it's we used like to go well on like a Sunday with well known for having a lot of good like all the all the antique dealers go mm -hmm. there. Yeah, because you're you know right in that area, Lamberville, New Hope. It's yeah, and one of my buddies is like has a store in the t in town, and mm -hmm. he's kind of grown up going there, finding stuff, bringing it to the store, like refurbishing it or whatever objects, all that stuff. So, yeah. I've been out there. The shop's out there. It's in Percocy, uh, PA. And uh, I share a shop with an amazing company called Cider Press Woodworks. Uh, the owner is Brad Sullivan. He's my homie. Um, yeah, it's really just an amazing place for me, honestly. Big shop? It's a huge shop. It's a big millwork shop. They do all the millwork for Soho House and uh, Rockwell Group. And they make the furniture for Roman and Williams Guild. Which is a major accomplishment for a woodworking company. You know, yeah. very big clients, um, very hip stuff that they build. And, you know, it's a cool environment to be in on a daily basis, honestly. I'm becoming quite good friends with a bunch of the people that work there and just, you know, seeing the ins and outs of their the way that their world works compared to mine, compared to how they both work around the same way. Just like a very cool thing, and it's almost like I'm in I'm in school, or like it's like a mentorship program or something like that. But like we're all friends, and we all kind of do the same thing, so we all like we get to share war stories, and you know, it's cool. Sounds get to see cool. how all their stuff gets built. They see how my stuff gets built. I do things a little bit differently than them. They get 
they have a lot of CNC work that goes into their product and I'm not quite there yet. So I'm doing a lot of handwork and mm-hmm. carving and stuff that they don't get to do. So like some of the guys will come over and we'll talk about that. And so it's cool being surrounded by 20, maybe 15 to 20 amazing craftspeople all the time. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You get to, uh, you know, draw from each other's experiences, but you're working on separate things too. So totally. you're not, you're not exactly, you know, getting each other's way. Yeah. And there's no like ego bullshit going on. It's just like a lot of the older guys are really cool and have seen it all, you know? And like they were telling, one guy was telling me how to lathe that was like run by like these straps and the motor was outside the building. And I think it was fifth. They, they, they extended it so they could turn 20 foot long columns for, oh, like, for uh, one of the schools in Philly. I think it was temple maybe. But just, like, a lot of cool shit. Like, the history of some of the, you know, I'm into the history, obviously. I think we all kind of know that, but. That's a rich environment. What's that? That's a rich environment. It's super rich, yeah, and there's a lot of cool, just talented, just amazing dudes that, you know, talented it always, you know, from the computer stuff that I'm not into at all. But I watch, you know, know, and that's another thing I do with Jeff here is that I send him my drawings and stuff, but, like, when we were doing the TV show, which also happened right before I was on the podcast, but I wasn't able oh, to yeah. talk about it, uh, we did the TV show, and my buddy Chris Bro is actually an amazing uh, CNC programmer. And, what was the name of it for people um, uh, listening? It's called Ellen's Next Design Challenge. On what? Eight, it was uh, HBO, HBO Max. Max. It's on HBO Max, still up there. It's pretty fun, but... And you guys won. We did win, yes. I was uh, Mark Grattan's assistant, and we won... And then he went on to L.A. and then he did a whole collection with another group of uh, craftspeople over there. And I think they had like a week to make five to seven pieces, I believe Jeez. it was. So can you imagine that? We've yeah. done that, not willingly. Yeah, but, I've done well, it not too, five like to two o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe one. Like that banquet. Yeah. No, cause I, what I happened? Because you had a- to rebuild it. Yeah, that was that one. Oh, yeah, you made that 60 angle. degree. We put it in the yeah, thing, it and it was right. like a foot off of the wall. I was like, oh, God. God. <laughs> that, was, that was quite the sinking feeling. Those clients just referred us to a friend, too. Well, so, you know. so there you go. I've actually had that happen, too, where I <clears> I totally blew it on something, then I made up for it, and then I got referred to, like, a, a major job through those people. So I was yeah. like, you know what? We're like, yeah, do you want, like, you you could just have this banquet. Yeah. Like, I don't know, you know somebody. That, hey, know anybody that's got this angle? <laughs> we gave it to our buddy Keith, and he, like, he he has a 45-degree bay window, but it was smaller, so he, like, cut it in half and, like, joined go. it back Put together. It back together. Yeah. He did a pretty yeah. good job of Worked it, too. Out. Yeah. As long as it's painted, you can hide it. Well, it was it was stained red oak, Even which better. actually probably easier, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, speaking of which, that. Keith, you got to add those pieces on that you've been procrastinating oh yeah yeah i know all about procrastinating yeah <laughs> um so what do you want to talk about we, we got, I got oh, a couple man. questions we don't have to do them i mean they're uh they're nothing spectacular honestly we could talk about anything we were just telling you how we did amazon reviews last week yeah i was what was i thinking about talking about um you posted something about thos moser Thomas Moser, mm-hmm. I guess, was it you comparing, like, what you were, you are talking about what you wanted as a dream or a vision for yourself? Yeah, I was on uh, a podcast called Maker Conversations, and mm-hmm. actually that, uh, we were talking about Viz. Viz was, like, the co-host for that episode. Okay. Um, and Tiff is the the host of the, 
the podcast. Um, yeah, I think she asked something like, yeah, like what's the ultimate goal? Um, of where you see yourself like with this. Right, yeah. And, you know, I said that Rob and I, we've always talked about like what Thomas Moser has and how cool that is. A big a big company, but they're making really nice furniture. Everybody's got a good job. It's, yeah, you know, trust me. Um, when I look at their Instagram, I often kind of like fuck off and look at it for like way too long because it's so cool. I think that, like, honestly, like, kind of what, like, Sire Press is doing is sort of in that vein because they're making the custom mm-hmm. furniture, but they don't have, like, the ex- expansive line of mm-hmm. product like Thomas Moser. But Thomas Moser and, like, uh, oh, man, I heard a little inside uh, story from Mira Nakashima is, like, not down with the CNC work that they do there, you know? And she's like, I can't believe they're doing that. They're fucking, you know? She yeah, kind of, I mean, she's kind of like a... She's amazing, obviously. But. The prices from Moser, I feel, are very fair. Yeah, super so it's like, competitive. If you want sure. people to be able to buy your furniture, you have to implement some sort of you automation. Absolutely I mean, do. I have yeah. every. I think it's the only way, really. Yeah, you're gonna sit there and carve out where a chair seat have, with. A, where you're gonna with be a, only <laughs> able to have like these older people who mm-hmm. know how to do everything, single task properly without you know fucking it up and. Because the CNC machine, if it they do they do one sample and if that goes well, go. It's like the same thing. Yeah, run it. And as long as that those suction cups suck the wood down, it's gonna it's gonna work out. They could just stack up chair seats, you know. Oh, you should they see run them. And you then they're, see they're ready. Shit. Yeah, they have chair parts like in four racks of chair parts ready mm-hmm. to get put together by like you know. Uh, what's his name? Goble just got a BAC Rover. Wait, who's that again? Oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that company's name. crazy. Yeah. Love them. You know that the guys in St. Louis. I've shown yeah, you their stuff yeah, before. Yeah. He's always get? like jet setting. He's like, I'm in Vietnam uh, sourcing yeah. lumber. I'm like, they made a the fucking throne for a, a, oh, an yeah. African <laughs> king. Or was it a king? Yeah, or a queen? Uh, a queen. A queen. queen. Yeah, yeah. A, king, a queen. Yeah. So we have a dude in Nigeria. He wants us to come out and teach a class. You're kidding me. But, uh, if you go on like the Department of Homeland Security website, it's like don't go to Nigeria. It's like a like an orange level threat yeah, or something. There's a lot of like the pirates going on. Yeah. Uh, well, they just had a, an election, and I think it was like super, uh, like a real bad situation. And the state where this guy's located is like under Sharia law. Oh fuck no! So, yeah, no. it's like no. you know. No. My wife would, would definitely not let me yeah, go yeah, yeah. to Nigeria. Hey, we're peaceful woodworkers. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking and it's like, it doesn't sound like we should really go to Nigeria. He's like, well, it's really, it's dangerous everywhere. He's like, yeah. I see the news about yeah. America. I'm like, you got a point, but. Yeah. Um, it seems I do like it's, a koofy. That's true. He does have a koofy. <laughs> <laughs> is it here or is that still the old no, shop? Still at the old shop. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we were talking about the bench over there at Garrett Wade. Yeah. The same, that was on Spring Street and 6th. Right. And Moser had a showroom on Varick. Oh, he did? Yeah, and... I'm surprised it, he doesn't have one now. Yeah, I used to go over there, like, on my lunch hour one. and just, like, look in the window. Oh, dude, trust me. Yeah, like I said, I was just telling them a story earlier before we started here. But I went to, like, an auction house to drop something off for somebody, and there was a Moser in the middle of the room, and I saw it. It was, like, I had a halo around it, and I walked up yeah. to it, and just, like, I love that shit, man. I mean, those forms are pretty much perfect, and, you know, it's, like, the Sam Maloof kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. All those classic American 
woodworkers. Yeah, it's very room. refined. Yeah, there's like the East Coast vibe. Design. There's the West Coast mm-hmm. vibe. There's like you know the Nakashima thing is very very original to him. But then you know what happened to that. So I like the yeah this stuff that Moser's doing that's like Nakashima inspired, like the Edo uh, chair and what's the one I I really like. Yeah, I just saw that too. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, either. it's like a stick chair. Uh, but it's got like a a more shapely seat. What the hell do they call it? But I, I yeah, I, I really like the stuff that they're doing. And like honestly, if you go look at the prices, like they have that New England vibe too. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's shaker. It's green but, and green a little bit, you know, a little bit. The cabinetry is at least like the cabinet. Yeah, I mean, they have the what they even call like the mission. Uh, line or Mission whatever. Mission line, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, a lot of stickly that's inspired stickly stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh man, and even the stickly Look at stuff, that. you it's know, like that's a, like a oh, Eames Maloof winter weird. chair. Yeah, yeah, it's a hybrid. Yeah, with that big scoop from the bottom wow. up like that. Let me see. Where's this freaking chair? These. Uh, what are they called? Blah 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 blah. It doesn't say, but. I mean, it's got the Windsor thing going on, too. Yeah. Mm, yeah. With the spindles. It's just super But when clean. you sit in a proper Windsor, like a King Windsor, and your back fits, like, it hugs you so nice. Uh, that's a better picture. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, the, the, that up sweep. Wow, that's delicate. It's just super simple. You, you know, pick no it up sh- with one finger, and you're like, no. <clears throat> yeah. No uh, stretchers. You know, they just have these curved brackets yeah, going from curved, the... Did you see the way they make them, too? No. They have them. There's a couple little snippets of video yeah. where you can kind of check out how they they get them glued in there and stuff. I'd like. Oh, they so glue they glue those in. They too. go they into a mortise. No nail. Yeah, it's a mortise. It's a Damn. rounded mortise, so it's obviously CNC maybe, but they do handwork to fit it. Just um, like the bevel on the top edge of the seat, right. but the all curve is into it. Is the only thing that is you know that's what makes that chair nice. You know, uh, thin crest rail, but it's got like a triangular cross section. It's just nice stuff. And they have like the really Eastward. old. Still using the really old machines because they do those full. Um, what would you even call that top rail of the chair or the the crest curved, rail curved back pieces? Oh, where it's integrated yeah, into the arm. You've seen the video of them doing the one kid is like sanding it with his whole <laughs> body, like going. He's like oh, dancing yeah. with this huge piece of wood, and he's like, and it's he's doing it so perfectly, and it's awesome to watch. That's something I like about them is like on their social media. They highlight these individual people. Right. They're like, this is Steve. He's, He's been, been here, here for 40 for, years. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like, 40 years? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's crazy. The fact that some of those designs haven't changed for that long is really what is surprising to me. And, like, this industry is interesting with that stuff because t- trends come and go, like, in everything. Mm-hmm. But with uh, with furniture, there's just such classic things that never should go away. Yeah. And if... You try to change them, it just looks like ass, and it's like you know, there's you know, there's the rules and there's the uh, the rules of thirds and all that, but like the golden ratios and all that, and it's like if you use those things, if you like practice with that stuff, and you realize it works every time, you're like, what the fuck is all the, is, there, is anybody else doing kind of thing? Right, like why try anything else? Right, it always looks balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And some of the most classic stuff is all from that, you know, like the. The orders of column, like the column, the yeah, the it's all the, based the on architecture. I'm, I'm just losing me, but yeah, like you know, good furniture design 
originates from uh -huh. architectural design. Right. Yeah. We have a couple of those old books. Mm -hmm. We uh, like the that Italian book. Yeah. What the hell is that called? Uh, I can't remember because yeah. Well, well, there's the English. Yeah, the English. The Ah, oh, man, I forget. We got it in the office. Yeah. A Timeless Way of Building was an amazing book. That's, that has nothing to do with what you're talking about, but that was, like, one of the first books I read that got me into, like, craftsmanship, stuff like that. I don't think I've read the... I have a stack. More than multiple <laughs> yeah. stacks Trust of books. Me, I that I, freaking, like, three, three rows of a very large bookshelf full yeah. of, like, every... This morning I'm looking and it's the two David Pye books that I have. I'm like, I should really read, get around to reading these. Yeah, the Jim Tolpin uh, by Hand and Eye... That one, I, have that. I recommend to everybody. <laughs> I think it's probably, as far as, like, inspirational, whenever I'm just, like, fucking off and I can't think about, you know, you go through those moments where you're just like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. I'll look at that and immediately be like, oh, cool, let's go with that. Or, like, I have one of those, let me go fuck with that thing. Or, And I guess to talk about something, I think... I was just thinking about this on the way into the door, actually, for whatever reason, but I was thinking about, I had this project over the summer where I had to make furniture for a house. A guy hired me to make an amazing dude, bought this house out in Bucks County, and he was, like, investing in the property and turning it into this amazing Airbnb, and he had all these, like, you know, he had the vision board and stuff, and then we met, and then... I was like, okay, I want to make that piece like that and this like this. And then uh, I was like, I really want to design like a really uh, sling chair. Like, and I'll just, I'll call it the McCarthy chair because his last name is McCarthy. But I was like, I want to design it for you, but I want it to be like my design. So, you know, whatever. So I got to design that sling chair that I had just posted yep. recently. Um, he picked the fabric. I picked the, you know, everything else, all the details. And then... Uh, I also got to do some chainsaw sculptures there, which I learned a lot from. Learned how fucking difficult that <laughs> that craft is, and how much time you're holding the chainsaw. And I, I went, and, I went out and bought burning. a pop up tent. I was like, <laughs> I bought sandbags, hold the thing down. Like, I was like, oh my god, I got to use a forklift to lift these. I was, I, would, I did five, um, five bar stools, and I tried to make them as close to martini glass shapes as I could, so I had like an inspiration image that I had in my head of like. You know, just going to these, like, classic cocktail bars that have, like, those really cute martini glasses. Yeah. And then one had, like, a ball in the middle, and one had, like, like what do you call it? Uh, like, ribs, basically, mm -hmm. all the way through the bot through the interior. But, yeah, got to do that. Got to do some sculpture. Got to make some, like, proper furniture. Got to make a dining table. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This is almost, like, the perfect job. Like, for me, you know, because it's, like, these different aspects of the work. Well, it's where like it's, like, Frank I kind of get bored. Or... I'm, like, I don't want to put, I don't like building cabinet boxes, mm -hmm. to be completely honest. I like how they look when they're done. I don't enjoy that process at all. And, like, you know, I know how to use all the hardware. I know how all that shit works and whatever. But as far as that goes, I'm, like, you know what? This was, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? And I got to, just, sorry, another thing. I got to, uh, he was, he wanted, like, a funky cabinet handle so i was just like here how's this thing and i drew like it was like a sculptural cabinet handle with like a hole in the middle and like a like a shark teeth kind of vibe and that was like one of the first things i drew for him and i sent it to him and then i just made a sample and kind of like brought it over and i was like here feel this put it on the cabinet has a look he's like oh hey because australian i don't want to try to do the accent but he's an amazing dude and uh shout out to him he's cool but yeah 
that and like what else was I doing? Um, I got to do this like sculptural bench for this chick who she's a designer and uh, she does staging and stuff like that. So she's always buying vintage pieces and this thing had this metal base. And then she came to me and was like, how would you be able to like make this like wooden base for it? And we talked about the base and I was like, well, what if it looked like it was like walking? Like what if I actually made it have like, human like animal like legs like with calf muscles and shit was that like that rattan yeah uh, yeah yeah and she put the boucle seat over that so it started out as a rattan thing with a metal base then it became then she changed that seat then i made the base and it ended up in a fucking like an art gallery in miami i'm like uh, how's that happen you know and then that and all these nice pictures were taken of it and it was like one of these things that i stared at for fucking months literally <laughs> like she kept it like this was like the longest i ever had something and i was like sorry i i'm having the hardest time with this and then it just came to me one day and i said this is it and i kind of roughed it out hit it with like a two inch round over bit like a full not a two inch a one inch but like the biggest one that you can fit in a router and then i was like oh that's the that's how i got there you know <laughs> and i would have never i just almost was i did it out of frustration because i wanted to see the finished form before i could Instead of carving it with the angle grinder for that long, getting all that shaped out, I was just like, I found the shape on the bandsaw, then I hit it with the thing, and then I started chiseling out, like, little details, but I was like, that was, like, so spontaneous and kind of worked so perfectly that I didn't, I didn't even want to tell anybody how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Yeah, that has like a sort of like a bizarre like animal kind of feel. Yeah, to it. Like and then it, once I got it close, I was like, okay, this is really feel. I can I could feel it working out, you know. Let me see. I'll pull it up so Rob can see it. Yeah, yeah. It it's looks, supposed to look like it's move. It's supposed to look like it's alive, sort of like the the base at least. And then, oh yeah, we're in the nice uh, the block hell for Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, yeah. This room, this is a, this is a bunker. The whole place is like. Yeah, so you can imagine what the first podcast we recorded in here sounded like before we put any of this shit up. It's just like, bing! I, I just put that up on the ductwork. I could hear everything reverberating off of the duct. Oh, my God. It's nice. not going to load. Oh, wait, here we go. Um, yeah, I remember when you first sent me a picture of this thing. I think you had just mocked up. Yeah, I was like, I was mocking things up for too long on that. and then I, And then I got away from it, and then I got back into it. But yeah, no, sorry, Carly. I, I got it done now. I thought it was up here. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Carly's name is, uh, her oh, uh, Instagram is Past Live Studio. <laughs> Something I've always been amazed with is like the amount of work you put out. I feel like you I, put out for a one one man show. Yeah. Yeah, at one um, point it was, you know, for, you know, for years it was Max and I and then you know, I just constantly kind of just keep the ball rolling with. Look me. at the transformation. You know, this is like some bullshit that somebody right, found like in a I garage would walk sale. Past, I would walk past that. You know like what if, I mean? If that was on the sitting on the side of the road, like on trash it, pickup day, it's definitely it's definitely along the lines of like what's hip in like the resale kind of community right now. But like she she did a good job doing that one for sure. Um, it's a cool kind of like chase. Yes, it actually was super comfortable. Honestly, when I I would I laid in it. Obviously to test it out. But yeah, it looks like some kind of like uh I don't know. I can't and the, put my and the wood on. that I used for that was like I saved off cuts of like slabs that I went you know, go to like I go to Bucks County Hardwoods, which is where 
name dropping again. Uh, Nakashima's it's Nakashima is uh, John's biggest client. He's been cutting for them since the uh, late seventies, early eighties, I guess. Um, super legendary dude, John Curlew. Um, but yeah, I went to him. I got all these like offcuts of like these figured walnut mm-hmm. pieces, and then I was using. Then I was like, I'm going to use these for something one day, and then the, that's what I use for the legs of that. So when you got up close to the, it was like the knee was like oh, popped yeah. out and shit, you know. Yeah, and it's got it's got Super. like some real nice straight grain in there too. Yeah. Yeah, it almost looks like. Uh, I mean, it's definitely air dried, right? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, they were like four inch chunks. And I was thinking about trying to do it on the lathe, like doing half of it on the lathe and. I had just gotten the lathe, but, like, that's the experimenting with the lathe shit mm-hmm. that I was just doing as well. Like, people, like, multiple people have asked me since they started seeing me, like, turning stuff. They're like, oh, man, what classes did you take? This, that, the other thing. I'm like, um, the school of you, hard get a, you get a lathe and you turn it on. And then you, like, <laughs> hold a tool to it until it feels comfortable. Then you start... Doing this shit, like literally. Well, like, the first step right is there. you sell the job. Yes, I did. That's what I did. That's. Yeah. Ex- I mean, I, I remember talking to you about it. I was like, yep, I got to make some tapered legs, and I don't want to pay anybody to do it, so I'm going to buy my buddy's lathe for $250. Because uh-huh. he's like, yeah, I just got a new lathe. Because all those guys out there, they make bowls, and, you know, there's a bunch of turners yep. out there. That's how we got a lathe. What what was it? We was got it from Keith, I Jane's think, Bench? Or, uh, no, it was the walnut, the painted walnut. Uh, TV thing. Ah, yeah. Painted. We needed these big, like, four-inch rounds. I drew these, like, it was like a a, a square stock base with these, kind of like a Japanese kind of thing, with an undercut and these four-inch round walnut uh, legs. Word. And it was like, well, you know, maybe we could find four-inch walnut dowels somewhere. Well, if with They're the sh- I mean, probably going to be ugly. No. Yeah, that's the thing. Once you find out that, like, the only way to make something round is with a lathe, like, pretty much, unless you want to. So we borrowed that little fixtures. Excalibur lathe from our buddy Keith. Well, actually, he gave it to us because he had two of them, and we just. The little one over here. Yeah. Saw, yeah. We just made the legs. Then we did a job with tapered legs. Right. Those R2-D2 tables in there, Rob, yeah, turn cool. those. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> like, what happened with me. I got, like, work? everything. Yeah. I've been just having all these round ideas like you have fed the the danes table mm-hmm. that like and talk about that as a tricky thing to make like fucking uh through mortise table legs that are round and then on the end they're they're capped but the way i the way i cap um i make that detail like the step in detail with the round over on the end so it's got like the cup and then you can brain match like screw holes and patent Put two screws on and one in the actually I only did like one in the top and one on the top so you don't see the plug but like that was that was pressure fit from the lathe that was like my second month mm-hmm. with the lathe and that was I fucked one up and I was like I got a real <laughs> like you I was inching up on it and then I like dug in oh, and I was yeah. like oh, I was there I know I fucked it up well you see like a little line yep. you know and you're like I just gotta just just shake yeah that and then off. you see it in the in the work <laughs> yeah. like after you're like oh it's not oh, there and then <laughs> yeah so he's got a table and like so the leg comes down like let's say it's like whatever six inches wide and then it's a round stretcher yeah. that goes through it's a six it's, inch it's a six inch leg like from the side view and like then a there's a four stick, inch hole imagine. four inch hole with a four inch dowel and then the stretcher is a has a hole 
then this leg has a hole that the stretcher comes through that's also a two-inch dowel. Oh, jeez. But it's like a six-foot, two-inch dowel. So talk about a fucking bendy piece of wood. Like, if you don't have a straight piece for that dow- for that uh, stretcher, it's... Oh, yeah, you almost yeah. want to, like, split it. Tell me about it. I did. Actually, I think I have four of those walnut, four-inch walnut legs in my bench still. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. It's like you turn a couple extra, and it's like, yeah, I want to yeah. get rid then of these. Yeah, so. they were, Those were the ones that were slightly <laughs> off. Like, I had, like, a, a thing. I would test the... They were three-inch, because we have a three-inch Forsner bit. So I oh, drilled okay. the holes, and then, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, this one's a little bit loose. Like, which are the... What are the best eight well, out of these 11 that I made? I was watching YouTube the other night, as I intend to do too often, um, but... There was some dude, I don't know the name of it, Make Something TV maybe or some shit. And I usually don't watch those kind of videos because they're a little too, like, DIY for me or oh, whatever, yeah. like, garage-type woodworker bullshit. But a lot of Ryobi and, and Hart brand too tools. Too much of that and, like, them defending themselves and, like, whatever. So this dude was, like, I want he wanted a sliding table. He made a sliding table saw, like, it was, like, it was legit. Like, mm-hmm. it was, uh, like, these, what are they? Something, linear glides off of Amazon. Oh, yeah. You've seen them? And then I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I could make, like, a sick fixture for the top of the lathe with the router mm-hmm. and then just have, like, the bushing in there. With the three, No, sorry. Just make, like, a three-quarter hole in the middle of this board and have it on these linear guides and then have that and just oh, drop the it, router. Like a little and then, angled. And then, right. And then, yeah. Or you could do, and then you could have one that was tilting, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't. You, that, I don't even know why you would need to tilt it, but just to make dowels, like, really fast, yeah. basically. I saw a video and then of then figure a, out like where, the, where to get it down I to. I did too just recently. It was like a Japanese guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to make them consistent. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've seen, I've been watching, you know, I remember watching the first time I saw, like, a router being used with the lathe and Unisol. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. what? Well, you just get a cyclone. Exactly. That's that, that machine that our uh, buddy Corey invented. Thing? No, well, no. Our buddy Corey, Odyssey CNC, he did, like, those, all those watch boxes and, and stuff. Right. And uh, that drip. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. He, he invented, I mean, well, I don't know if invented is the right word, because it, the kind of thing existed already, like a fifth, a, fifth, fourth, whatever, an additional axis to like a regular CNC is like the rotary axis. So it's a rotary right. CNC. It's a lathe with a router on the top. Yeah, I believe that's a six. Uh, yeah. So, you, I mean, you can make anything on that. You could just, oh, yeah. like, tapered legs, it could probably oh, no. buzz those they make, out. They, they no make time. baseball bats like that. They yeah. make all that shit. Mm-hmm. Pattern lathes, like, you can make it a pattern lathe really yeah. easily. Like, now that I've had the lathe and, like, I've been explained what the, how that works, it's like you make, like, a literally, you put, take your tool and put it on a piece of, like, plywood mm-hmm. fixture and, like, make a very nice uh, pattern to follow, and that's your pattern jig. But, like... Something I did was... Uh, if you need to make one thing, you can do that. But if you need to make, like, 25 things, don't do that. But, like, yeah. you know, that's what people do. I put, like, a little stop on the tool... So that when it hit the tool rest, right. as long as the tool rest was parallel to the work, right. it would give. How a big nice, is your? How wide is your rest? Because mine's only it's, like it's ten, like four inches. Yeah, wide. That yeah. mine's <laughs> like the same. I put it, like a piece of wood on it. It's and so then hard I was, to like, be consistent the last like, one with and, like, that thing. Broke off. The only thing I want to do with that lathe is just have someone make me like a nice, like almost probably like eighteen inch one. Yeah, because you when you can slide. Just yeah, back and forth, and, st- and exactly, you use your finger, whichever finger, yeah. yeah. That was it. In my limited turning, that was the first thing I recognized. Like, yeah, I was this, like, oh, this, this tool oh. is too short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you got these nice long, like, all these, like, 
I will, you know, and that's another thing. You, know, you got to start buying these lathe tools now. That are so like, you're using carbide or high speed I steel? Have, well, uh, I have like all this hand me down shit that yeah. I just like I sharpen it right before I use it, and it's good. And like white oak, it wears down and way more. I mean, way quicker than anything else, but. Yeah, and that's the thing. When I make that table, it's white oak, and then I'm making this other shit out of white oak, and it's like never giving myself a break trying to do anything easy. But yeah, and that way it wants to tear out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll humble you. That would. Yeah. Would, that wood loves fucking with people. We turned something in white oak on the lathe. I don't remember mm. what. I don't remember either. Yeah. I was trying to make these napkin rings because uh, client oh, and of ours. Then drill a hole through them. Yeah, she, uh, her son works at 11 Madison. Oh, word, yeah. Yeah, so um, we're trying to make this napkin ring. So I I, I envision this sort of like, uh, what would you call that shape? Hourglass, maybe? Yeah, kind of, yeah well, not no, quite. It's like a, like a court. Oh, like a, Kind of like, like a trumpet like end, the but two of them like, back, to, I know what you back mean, to back. Yeah. Backwards parentheses. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, like a. It's a visual. Whatever, anyway. Yeah, I got it. So I made one, and then I'm like, all right, now I got to drill the hole. So I put a Forstner bit, and then I I clamped it in a, a block, you know, wooden block clamp. Yeah. And then like the second you make it through, the thing just caves in on itself. Really? So it's like huh. I'm trying to figure out a way to be able to. I need a drill bit in the tailstock of the. Right. Lathe. Maybe it's the way the grain. I mean, do you have to have end grain facing out? Uh. Well, we only have like a spur and. Uh, and the right, center you point. You don't, so, have, the yeah. other, you don't we, have, like, the bull turning. Nah, place. yeah, so. You got to piss with the cock you got. Yeah, those I wonder if like, you drill the hole, like, almost all the way through. And then flip for, it over. And then turn it. Well, yeah, but that lathe, it's got to have that center point. Oh, the, yeah, we exactly. got to have two You need, like, a three points. jaw or Unless something. Making, yeah, exactly. Then you I can see. make it, like, a bowl fixture. Kind yeah. Of for it. And then, you know, how big does the end of that have to be? They bolted them in, like, Eight fucking three inch yeah. screws, like in these things, and they got this piece of a log on there. Like, and I'm working with like a two by two piece of walnut. Like, <laughs> right, you you know, I'm gonna have to like glue yeah. a giant block on the end. Yeah, just use some star bond. You know, <laughs> could probably make like because it does have the holes that you can screw through. Right, could make like a piece of plywood or something with some like cleats and then glue it in there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a unless it's like. It's just a proof of concept thing, so it's like how much didn't time am I going to invest? Didn't they turn Eleven Madison Park? Isn't it vegan now? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that so was we, like they I, were like known for their steak. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, much. I mean, yeah, most of those uh, type of places are very meat and fish heavy. Yeah, like um, French. Yeah, very French vibes. Or <laughs> we uh, like when we first started the company, there was this guy who used to prior would go. To rob shop and ask him to like, oh, can you like plane this down? Whatever. He didn't have any machines. He had a lot of like routers, and that's uh, what he did. Right, you know, big stuff. yeah, no like joiner or planer or anything right. like that. So he like shows up to the shop one day and he's like, um, I got to make these Gerdons for this place, Eleven Madison, and uh, like it's totally out of my like ability and blah blah blah. He's like, will you guys do it? And we're like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I think <laughs> maybe like. Yeah, did some you know. drawings or something, yeah. but we had questions and we're like, you know, listen. Basically, he wanted to like have us make it and take so all the credit, the credit. And, so yeah. he didn't want to like introduce you to whoever. It was. No, because like we wanted to like yeah. talk to the client. Like that's you know, it's this is a very. I wouldn't have been able to do it because I need to know. We told you know? the fuck off. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. 
Now he yeah. works down the street. You have to have yeah. more control. What is it? Where does he work? There's a shop over there called oh. Timber. It's big CNC shop. It's a young. They kid. have is it the a young r- kid. No, no my no, age. Oh yeah, older guy. Um, they have like the big robot arms with the turntables and they got, they have cool, a lot of cool it's, stuff. It's fucking, you know, I mean, I love machinery, but I actually prefer like, I love old They do a lot for like Daniel Arsham oh, and, okay. uh, like big sculpture. Oh, they have the yeah. robotic arm thing. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Uh, you know, Kith. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just did a whole big, like, they're these, uh, white oak benches, but they like, they like built them out of solid glue ups or Don't something yeah. and they're like curved uh-huh. with these like uh you know whatever like a clothing rod oh okay yeah. um like like more to stand on the ends or something yeah like it comes up over the top but it's like 50 something feet long like uh-huh. all the and it's yeah of course i mean yeah geez. crazy um and they do insane. a lot of interesting it's a fucking interesting engineering it's yeah. an interesting industry in that capacity because like all of these big retail places are also Spend they get budgets for that stuff. Oh, it's yeah. like incredible. Like so, when you when you have the facility to make that stuff, that's where you know you can really make some money. You know. Yeah, I mean, They're you doing, know, that's a million dollar job. I'm sure. You're very in this business. You're limited with how much money you can make, depending on what tools you have, how much space you have, space, yeah, and exactly. then who you know, exactly. and you know. Yeah, some people take some 15 years to get started. Some people take some five fucking months to get started. Yeah. Like. I mean, we've already seen, you know, moving into the space, how much more we're able to do just oh, going yeah. from 800 square feet to, to 5,000 oh, yeah. square feet. It's incredible. I mean, it's like you're in the, in the small shop, you're taking one thing and then you're moving it over here and then you're moving your setup again and then you're yeah. moving like that's like, half I got to cross cut eight feet on the table saw. Oh, let me oh. move the shaper. Yeah. Hold on. We got to, we got to move the kitchen. We're building to the other side of the shop now because like. Yeah, just much less downtime because you, there's always something you right. can do. And then you can wheel a cart over here and do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, let me just mark out the lumber for this other job yeah, while yeah. I'm waiting for this thing. And it'll here. just be here waiting. Like, yeah, I don't like, have to move yeah. it. Or... I'll, honestly, I'll often work on two things at the same time and I'll because I have two tables, you know, my works tables. And, like, start a glue up for one or whatever. Mill the wood for one, have it sitting there the way today. Then, like, come over here. Do, do some glue ups, go do this thing. Cause it's like mm-hmm. when you have room to put stuff, then you can be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like we have, uh, I don't even know four some odd jobs going on in the shop right now. Right. Totally. Because you know, there's, I, I don't know if we're talking about on the podcast or what, there's always downtime. You run into something you're waiting on like oh, dude. the plywood didn't show up today. That was supposed to show up. And when you work for yourself, sometimes that can just be like, what do we do now? You know, right. Like, yeah. You know, especially when you got another guy and you're usually like, that was the thing with when I, whenever it was like Max and I and that would happen. I'd be like, all right, well, let's just go for a drive. Let's go to the lumber yard. Like, that's how I ended up like going to check out these different places. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, ah, oh, we got the morning to kill right now. We're waiting on delivery. Yeah. And I'm paying him to fucking come hang out with yeah. me, you know? <laughs> and it, when, when that's all you know, because you're just used to, you know, only having the capacity to do so much, it doesn't seem like wasteful. Right, but then when, like now, I think back, I'm like, man, we wasted so much oh, time. Yeah. Like, yeah. we oh, had yeah. days where we would just, like, sit around for half the day because, you know, lumber, we're waiting on the lumber delivery, and we literally the, can't yeah, do anything everything, else. All the clamps are done, all the clamps are oh, yeah. and the glue's got to dry for another hour. Like, what mm-hmm. do we do? Yeah. Yeah, I've been through days like that where all the clamps are out and you're just sort of like, all right, well, I guess the day's over. There, yeah. were, there was days in Brooklyn where I used all my clamps and I went to Home Depot, bought like six more so I could mm-hmm. put more wood and clamps. 
I also used to leave stuff in the clamps for way longer than I do now for whatever reason, but I used to think you had to put it in there for like 12 hours, but it's literally like two at this point. Yeah, I like a good overnight. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I, I'll take them out of the clamps if I have to, but I don't like to do anything no, to the stuff. I don't do stuff. anything to them, yeah. I'm just saying, if I'm cycling through stuff and I need the clamps, I'm like, I'll put the two-hour timer on mm-hmm. and go. I'll go, I'll combine, like, you know, oh, yeah. you have you doors glued up, and then you take two doors, put them in a bigger set of clamps, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you don't want to glue up a door with, like, a 60-inch clamp. Yeah, when you do, <laughs> shel- you do shelves, you take the nosing, you bump, bump it up. And- when you get to the point where you got the six-foot clamp on, like, an 18-inch door because all the that. other clamps yeah, are gone, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and, like, the clamps are sticking yeah. up six you feet. You go through all your favorites first. Yeah. Of course. Be like those Dubuque. Yeah. Those, those Dubuque clamps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dude worked for me, and he bent, like, two of those. Really? Like, he bent because he was... Cranked it down him back. So what? Yeah, because he cranked them so hard. Like, yeah, and, uh, you don't he, need that much pressure. No, I know. But, uh... And I brought him back, and I was like, do you think I can warranty this? And they were like, what happened? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I didn't do it, but it, this is pretty bad, huh? And they were like, yeah, that's not supposed to happen, dude. Those six-foot ones will get quite a bit of a yeah, curve in them. Yeah, they you got to, like, really switch them. Yeah, yeah. But they have so much more force than the Bessie clamps. It's funny, right? Yeah. You know, if you have like a joint they that lock in that one spot better, I think. Yeah, if you have like a joint that you're trying to close up and you ha- and you're using a Bessie and then you grab one of those, it's like one oh, half a turn and the oh, thing the is just like is just squeezing out. Yeah, like you could squeeze all the glue out of a joint with those things. And they're nice and light. Well, the Bessies that you say, if you find Bessie, what are these? The F clamp is that this one? The the uh, like the the, the red, the red one, red, um, but they're like a bar clamp, the, but with a, with the plastic heads. No, those are F's. Oh, those are K K parallel. The ones with the met with the yeah, casts. yeah. Those, if you find the ones that are like they have like an 11, a twelve inch, sorry, twelve inch deep, um, really super beefy. They're like we've they got made two of the Ger- eight inch ones. They say made in Germany yeah. on mm-hmm. them. Those yeah. ones. Are the fucking shit. Like, yeah. Those can, are like the persuaders. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you want to move something, <laughs> like if you want to close something up, those things will... Actually, we got three now. That's right. Because oh, one came on the sliding table saw we bought yeah. it. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, those are nice. Those are worth more than like that half of that sliding table They're saw. Yeah, <laughs> They're like the those are like $210 each or something. Yeah. I'd like some of those that have the uh, like a T-shaped handle because mm-hmm. then you can really crank oh, down nice. on That's yeah. That's the thing about the Bessies too. Those handles suck. The... the the wooden, around. yeah, even the rubber ones. Oh, the old ones. Yeah. You have the old one with the, with the wood handle? Yeah, there's yeah. only like, what, it, four that like have slippery. plastic. Yeah, we have. Yeah, so we, they all have, have channel lock marks I have a on problem them. with lacquered <laughs> wood handles on the tools. Yeah, it'll give you blisters. Yeah, and I was yeah. doing these fucking uh, slotted screws the other night. You know, waxing them, doing the whole thing. Bought the specials. I bought a screwdriver. I thought I was going to have to grind it to be... Um, custom for the screw but it actually fit perfectly i put one piece of tape around the tip and it was like nice and tight and uh that screwdriver had a lacquered wood handle and i bought it because it was a wood handle was but that i the didn't Philo? and i didn't know that it was lacquered and i have like the douglas hammers that aren't lacquered and they feel so good mm-hmm. and it's like drumsticks i fucking grew up playing drums and i love you know that feel of wood in my hand has always been a thing so it's like when it's got lacquer on it, it just feels so foreign to me. And I'm yeah. like, ah. Every time, I was like, I'm going to sand this thing. I, was, I really am. I'm just going to sand it. Because it's such a sick, it's a sick tool. But it's, yeah. Philo makes nice stuff. That, that's my go-to, like, driver bit is Philo. Oh, for real? Yeah, for everything. Phillips, sick. Torx, whatever. Yeah, I like when Casey Teal, uh, 
Casey Tool sends you uh, that little, little the free bit. bit. Oh yeah, bit, yeah, you know yeah, yeah and it says a bit of thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a Philo. Uh, it's like a ratchet set. This little yellow. The little mini one. Yeah, it's nice. A quarter inch. That's like my ha- yeah at the house. A little handyman drawer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you we got you go to your house is like. I got a fucking a handyman drawer. Somebody's got like some shit. You got like a. I have like Lee a whole Nielsen half fucking, the basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no Lee Nielsen at the house. But I do have, you know, because I was a carpenter before I ever did right. this. So I have all those. All the, I mean, a lot of the tools are here, like all the Makita stuff, but. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean me too. I, I have like, you know, because I've done such a freaking, honestly, like a plethora of different types of jobs over the years that I was like. One time I bought this tool just for the job. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing with this? I have a 16-inch circular saw now. Okay, cool. Like, you know. Bigfoot? I have uh, the, the Makita one, the bigger one. Than, oh, yeah. It's underpowered, honestly. It's not that. It's hmm. it's cool, but it loves. It's like. Yeah, it's made for cutting like, you know. It's timber framing. It's, like, it's yeah, duck fur or something like that. It's not going to cut. Definitely. If you cut anything hard, it's. Yeah, that is a... Oh, yeah, chainsaws are fun, you know? <laughs> that's one thing I don't have is a chainsaw. I have a female. And that's another thing. When you go to Bucks County Hardwoods, John's got uh, what's it? Husqvarna 1296, I think it is, and it's the six... He's got an eight-foot bar. Holy he's, This chainsaw's the size of your torso, and, like, he's... And you just want to hold it. Like, you see it, and you're like, dude... Can I pick it up? <laughs> yeah. Get a picture of me holding this. And he's like, you can't lift that, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of the chainsaw guy at Maker Camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was there was a, a guy, real... like, carving bears and stuff. But he had, like, you know. Every some, little like, thing. beat up, like, Dodge Ram pickup lifted with, like. You know, and then <laughs> like eighties hair metal blasting, and then no way yeah. at night. You know, at night everybody's like drinking. He's got, and hanging he's got out. like some girls showed up, and they're well, partying he, with he him. He had or like something. his <laughs> wife, who looked like a like a biker chick kind of, but he's yeah. got a shirt. It's like I make liberals cry. Unreal. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> so, like this guy is just like totally the like living the stereotype. Fucking yeah. hey, and he had did he a have like a Punisher chainsaw. sticker on the chainsaw? Or oh, something? probably. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like four different tires on the truck. Dude, you know, really? Like, <laughs> How do you get that gig? Oh, man. I don't know. They, they, um, You're not selling the carvings. The next year, though. <laughs> Rob tried to buy one. Yeah. He didn't want to sell it. He's like, oh, man. Well, if Rob wanted like a, a last, like he's packing up. He, like, he wanted like a last day deal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you weren't asking like anything crazy. No, no. It, you know, it was like a little bit. I thought, you know, yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you want? 400 bucks? Yeah. You was know. it good though? Was it like decent? It was you know, okay. all look, I feel like they all look the same. Yeah, it, it was, was no okay. Detail. It wasn't something like you go, oh, I yeah, got yeah, yeah. no, it. Some of those... not like super realistic, like that kind of blocky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cartoon. cartoon I, I call kinda. it cartoonish. Yeah. 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 Ish. Yeah. The Punisher. <laughs> yeah. The. I mean, it's like, come on. Like you're an exhibitor at this show. You're out here, like. Yeah. How did Punisher get roped into that shit, man? You know. Yeah, that's he a twisted. Uh, no. Twisted backwards um, interpretation. Yeah. Quite a bit of that going on <laughs> out there right now. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. The story with the chainsaw makes me think of the time uh, I was uh, hanging out with these forest guys that were doing. Um, oh, like forest service? Yeah, preservation work with the broad axes and stuff uh-huh. like that. So you're, you know, standing on the log. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, uh, what's his name? The, the guy who does that on uh, 
Roy Abrams. Not Roy Abrams. No. Oh, Norm, Abrams? Norm Abrams. That's no. I'm thinking. Oh, of you're guy. thinking the 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 His name is Woodwright's shot. Yes. Oh, uh, Roy, Roy Underwood. Roy what? Underwood. Yeah, yeah that he's guy a weird. He's a weird guy. Legendary though. But he's a he's weird. definitely weird. Yeah. Have you met him? He's a no, but he's like he seems like a close talker. You know. He's definitely intense. And like he did a TED talk. Like he'd be like like he did a TED talk. Yeah. Wow. He did it like I think five, at least five years ago, I believe. I watched it. He's an intense dude, but he's he's all about that thing. It's like his vibe is the education, keeping it uh, old. Yeah. Like, um, he had a show. Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah, oh, that's what you just said. Yeah, it's on Wood YouTube. Rides, a lot yeah. of it's on YouTube. When I first got into woodworking, honestly, I watched that shit a lot. It was cool. Yeah, and it made me see how there's like a million different ways to do exactly things the old way, whatever. Yeah, no, I I do like uh his stuff. But he's like the kind of guy where like if you're like holding this remote, he'd be like holding it at the same time, like with like fall. almost yeah, he like would touching like, your hand. <laughs> he'd caress you. He'd caress a butt cheek while he was telling you so like how to use the table. Oh, like all right, gosh. dude, like you're getting a little into my personal space. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, I can smell your breath. Yeah, the, <laughs> I I use those things for like you know 30 minutes, and my shoulder was like burning like nobody's business, and those guys. Would be up All on day. that log for hours and hours. Unreal, yeah, I know. What did I see recently that was super impressive? Like that. I mean, out by me, like in PA, it's like a jungle. Like the um, Asplund, you know, this tree service, Asplund. Oh yeah, I've been oh, yeah. seeing them around. Dude, yeah. they're freaking like they're a tree service that's traded in the stock market. They're, they're really, they're, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you they're know, a publicly what? traded company. Luddy in Arkansas, he's got those guys like he built these cabins as Airbnbs. He's got those guys like are staying in his cabins right now. I really? guess they send them out from no, they've Louisiana expanded. or something. Because the said. family is originally from New Hope, and that's how I know like, huh. my one of my buddies that's from there. He, just, he was telling me, but like I'm amazed by them. First of all, they have like the sickest trucks, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and they have a crane. You know, like the old bomber that had the Jaguar. Uh, Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the Mustang, the P forty one Mustang. Yeah, the P forty one Mustang. They have a crane that has that painted on the front, that's and sick. it came around the corner like right at me. I was like, "Damn, bro! Like you guys are killing it." Yeah, that's. But cool. yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of. I, I mean, tree service stuff is like, it's very interesting. It's part of this. It's part of our world. Yeah, yeah. the guys. Of, like, there's a lot to learn about trees. That, you know. You ever work with like salvaged wood where, art like that, like where somebody cut down a tree and then. Like there's uh there's this guy where he bought that stupid edge sander from. That's oh, what he yeah. does. Like he's got it in with somebody in the state or something, and when they go to they cut down trees, like they call him and they're like, We got a walnut tree and he goes oh, and picks it up and mills it up. Uh yeah, I don't know what kind of mill he has, but he's got a mill, he's got well, a kiln. Yeah, and I mean speaking of John, that's like what he had a tree service and mm-hmm. sold it and he has like other people who have tree services so they and they literally the call off. him and like yeah. I call him now my buddy's big Steve tattoo artist shout out big Steve he called me sends me a picture doesn't even call me sends me a picture he's like white oak in my front yard Pico the, the power company came they cut down trees if they're in the way of the power lines and yes. then like Asplund comes later and then they yeah. pick up the chunks or whatever and like he went up to them, he was like, "Dude, don't ha- don't send anybody. Like I got this." And then he had the dude come with the truck, and then they w- there's a few guys out there that have like the the crane truck yeah, dropped yeah. it in. He milled it up. He's got it sitting in his driveway. He's like, "I want you to make me a kitchen when this thing is ready." So that's fucking cool. Yeah, I did a job in Rumson. Uh, it was like it was supposed to be a kitchen reno. It turned into like a twenty five hundred square foot addition, and there were these huge like 
hundred foot tall black walnuts in the front and they cut them all down oh my God. and they cut down a couple other trees, like a poplar and maybe like a pin oak or something. And they're grinding up the oh other God. trees Fuck. and then they, no, they pull up and all the walnut logs are <laughs> like 20 go. feet long and they put them inside of a dump truck yeah. and drove away. They know that. They I'm know like, the yep. deal. But you know, grand. <laughs> you also yeah, you don't know what the tree looks like. No, you, know, you, yeah. don't, you never know. That's like the people who buy. Yeah, Some they, of the guys can they think they can tell. Yeah, know. they buy wood off like Facebook Marketplace, like stuff that people milled and dried. Uh-huh. Listen, if oh, it's well, not that graded, kind of stuff, I'm scared. I, of, I'm scared of that crap. Yeah. If you go on Facebook right now, you'll see some scary shit. Like, and I they was want looking, like twelve dollars a board foot. For yeah, I'm like, no, that's what you pay when it's good. Right. Like when it's not freaking. When a professional you know, grader has graded it, right? Like when it's when I when I buy it, I want it to have some like seal on the end grain, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, I want that <laughs> white letter letters on the side that say FAS. Yes. Um, you know, there's a place for that kind of stuff. If you're for doing sure. like river tables or something, but Jesus <laughs> we actually had somebody reach out <laughs> about a not a river table. The one table she sent me did have some epoxy in it. A stream it was, table. It was black and it was, was it just with like the glass filling in a void. No, but it's talking about. I'm just gonna say this because fucking Greg Klassen with his bullshit, like pretending he invented that. Like he got a oh with got, the glass in the middle. Yeah, and he got a copyright, so he started reaching out to other people that were making them and was like cease getting them cease and desist. And like, then he, you know, I don't know. Not like I want to talk about how much of a problem I have with somebody, but never met the guy. Don't really care. But the way he talks about like his art and like how he, it just seems so ridiculous to him. Just like, <laughs> yeah, everybody needs a little slice. He of literally like pie. takes a. He took a. I think he took a stump and he put it on a base and he, I think he sanded it and then he tells a story about it. And he's got all these people in this mountain towns that are buying it because it's got like that. Whatever, oh, Every, there's a place for everything. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. shouldn't even go uh, there. Unfortunately, but. there is a place for everything. Unfortunately, we correct. say it all the time. You know, we we work in a a, a high end market, not the highest of the high end, but we work in a high end market. For there's sure. a reason why we've never been asked to make a river table. Because it's not for <laughs> some some people are buying them for fucking yeah. money though. I don't know who's spending the money. I don't know. I've seen. I actually did Maybe get like asked. An oil tycoon and you know. Right. Yeah, that was stuff. so funny. I forget where I was, but it was like a barbecue somewhere a couple of years ago. And uh, oh yeah, what do you do? I'm a woodworker. Oh yeah, my brother's coming. He's a woodworker. Have you seen yeah. River Tables? Oh, he makes River yeah. Tables. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, let me know when he gets here. Here's a good one. We, got, we can top that story. <laughs> there was a cherry tree that was, like, leaning over the old shop, like, uh, oh, scam likely, leaning over the old shop, like, super precarious, and it was, like, dying. So we had tree service come and cut it down. And the, uh, the guys are out there, and the one dude, like, comes in the shop. He's like, oh, what are you guys doing? We're, like, building this... I don't know if you saw this big cherry with the gothic panels. Right. That one was dope. He's like, oh, man, I got a buddy who's a woodworker. Oh. He makes cornhole boards. Here we go. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Holy I'm like, shit. I just hand carved those with a spoke shave. <laughs> <laughs> like, your buddy's cutting holes in plywood. And, it's like, and hey. Nailing legs to the side. Oh, your, your, your buddy works at 11 Madison Park. My buddy works at McDonald's. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He's a chef at a line cook at Chili's. 
Yeah, Jesus, that, you can have it your way. I fucking whatever. That like was that was a good one. Jesus Christ. And I mean, look, you just got to grin and bear it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah that's great. that's it. Really? That was good. He's a woodworker too. Yeah, we always have to take the high road. Who was it? We had that guy that popped in that client. Last week, he said uh, something about a river table. Oh, yeah, We're quick yeah. to say, like, yeah, no, we're not into no, that. No, we're not set up for that here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the way to put it. We're not set up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, we have these teak... Uh, My brain isn't set outdoor. up to take that. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. These outdoor chairs that need to be refinished. Maybe we could start with that. I said, yeah, that's not something that we would do, but we could give you a phone number for somebody <laughs> who can. We'll take them, and then we'll sub it out to somebody. Yeah. No, you don't even want that. Like... He's like, yeah, I tried to do it. It's like a total nightmare. I'm like, exactly. What makes you think that? When we you try wanna... to do it with the fucking hand sanding, it like, come on. Oh man. Yeah, we get a lot of. Well, not so much anymore. We used to get a lot of inquiries about refinishing furniture, which I I actually do as well because I don't think a lot of people do it. Nobody right? does it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know one dude in Brooklyn who's kind of like older than me. I don't know how old he is. I'm 35. He's probably like 42, maybe, but he's. He's really good. I'm just saying, I don't know anybody younger than him, younger than him that does it. No, I mean it's a dying art because nothing is made to last right. long enough to need to no. be refinished I've, anyway. I've like refinished some chairs that were completely falling apart, like every style basically, and definitely learned a lot about how furniture goes together that yeah. way. Actually, before yeah. I built furniture, that is something that I can say. Um, and they were like Danish. It was, and then my um, my ex girlfriend was getting them reupholstered, you know, and they, they actually came out amazing, but, like, rebuilt the chair, stained it black, then they got it upholstered, it looked amazing. But, like, definitely learned how a lot of that stuff worked out, you know? We have to make a seat for a mid-century Danish piece. There's a place in Jersey City, Lenoba Design or something like that. Yeah. They go, they are Danish, I guess. They go every year and they buy up all kinds of stuff. Like the lady died, and they go uh -huh. buy the entire house of furniture. They ship yeah, it back to Danish Jersey City. Modern. Like there's mid-century modern, uh -huh. Danish modern is the fucking shit. Yeah, that's yeah. the yeah the the that's, best of it. That's the pinnacle. All of the the Hans Wegner stuff. Oh god. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they send it back here to Jersey City. They have a shop. They re refinish it. They oh, send really? it to our upholsterer Jim Jamal. He oh, does the cool? upholstery. Yeah, yeah. he's dope. Um, so he's. I would got like to see this base. place. We should go. Yeah, apparently it's right down the street from Jim. Yeah. Really? They probably have, like, an incredible amount of stuff. There's oh, just... it's like high boys, like, stacked shoulder Fuck. shoulder. Yeah. For... I love that yeah. shit, man. Danish modern. Um, yeah, I'm... the names are... It's like, oh, you want the round chair? It's like, there's 50 of them. Uh, you know the walrus chair? It's um... got, like, the wings. It's a it's upholstered, but with wooden uh, armrests and then... Oh, man, this, who's the fucking designer, Hans? Not Wagner, no, it's not him, damn it. Oh, uh, man, I'm on a podcast, I can't remember anybody's name, but um, <laughs> I'll send it to you, and then maybe we can, whatever, but... You know, I have this big screen right here. Look up, uh, just look up Danish modern designers, and it's all... Here, I'll pull it over to this iMac right here. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Here we go. Really That's... escaping me. Well, I just looked at the book the other day. Oh, we're in the... Uh... Oh, we're in uh, Internet House.
another dude. There's a dude in Lamberville who has, and this is, you know, this is where I, I corrected myself the other minute there because I was talking about mid-century modern. But Danish modern is the way to go. And uh, this dude in Lamberville has one of the, one of the stores. And he only, oh, yeah, look he at only that. collects. Is it that one? Oh, yeah, I didn't realize you couldn't. Like that? Um, no, it's similar to that. It doesn't resemble wait, a walrus. Um, the original one. Or maybe it's pelican chair? What the fuck am I thinking? Yeah, look. Google, that's it, right there, right there. Finn Jewel. That's it. Pelican chair to the right. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Finn Jewel, that's the dude. Oh, yeah, I know that name. His shit is dope as, like, totally. If you look at that book. You're you're gonna get you're gonna get some shapes in your head, you know. Wow. Very cool forms and very Yeah, when we did well uh, season two, you know, we did all the periods of American furniture. Right. When when we did the mid century period, I right, mean, and that's some, just is that so much his cool website? Stuff. Or this what is, is this? Uh, oh, they must have bought the freaking rights to that thing or something, because that's that's like the Eames stuff. You can yeah. get it on Herman Miller, but right. there's a bunch of other companies that bought the rights to yeah yeah it's wild how that worked out mario bellini sofa look at this a wild willy table oh god yeah that's what i mean i've got to get away from that because like some of my stuff at first was looking that way and then i had to change it you know because now every single furniture like manufacturer makes very similar things yeah there's a lot of um I've seen a lot of people on Instagram biting your style, or at least what, I mean, you know, your style from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. I mean, that's what I started doing. I don't think it's even my style, to say the least. I mean, I definitely want my pieces to be having their own voice and shit, but, like, I can't claim having a style yet. I think I'm getting there. Yeah, and, it, you know, if it's I not definitely have an then, aesthetic that I like to work with, and yeah, I definitely yeah. think people see that, and I definitely want to continue to work in this aesthetic that I'm working in because I think I'm really getting it now. If your um, style's not evolving at 35, you got a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's my thing. It's like, I love the... You're like, oh, I found it. It's just, constantly this progressing. Is it. <laughs> like, always, you know, and that's what I'm talking about with the chainsaw stuff, mixing that with this and that. Because, um, like, there could be, like, this super modern furniture that has an element of a carve in it and it makes it stand out compared to the other thing. And I remember... I don't know this guy. Another name, uh, Michael Robbins. I really loved. You know that guy. Mm, I don't he, think so. You could look him up too. I mean, Michael Robbins, um, BCMT Co. You know that guy up in. He's in uh, Kingston. These two guys are great. You know, they're kind of got the Moser thing going on. They got the simple lines, but they have like really chunky legs and some tapers from the base of the table up, like that are almost impossible to even make. I don't know how they did it, but then I found out the guy has a lathe that can handle six-foot round. So he's fucking doing it by, with, a, with a lathe. And he, like, he puts a video out, and I'm like, are you... Like, he's standing next to this table, and he's got to be five, six, seven, something like that. The table's sky over, over him because he's, it's on the fixture. So it's like adding another foot and a half or whatever. So I'm like, really? And they, like, make... They just have, like, a piece of a – it's not even fixed to the piece, I mean, to the lathe or anything. It's just, like, they have a stand that holds the tool, and it just keeps – and he moves it over, you know. So, 
Yeah, that's one of those where, you know, some real you can't do it unless you have that, that thing. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of these things you just got to have. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm going to go up to Boston and buy, like, the from that dude, Freddie Roman. Yeah. Restoration. Oh. What's his name on there? Period Craftsman. Period Craftsman, yeah. What's up, Freddie? I have a whole bin of sash weights for you, Freddie. I know you're never yeah. coming back to New Jersey. And but I'm buying. Freddie came by the shop. That uh, unit. Oh, did he? Yeah. Nice. Uh, it was almost been a year ago. He was working on Sandy Hook doing restoration on the windows. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And then it turned into like a whole thing. Oh, and, and Yeah. Yeah, he seems to be always dealing with some kind of crazy shit. Yeah, he's uh, he's like a PM now. Yeah, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been watching his stuff. Um, he has a really cool unit drill. Yeah, like Old a radial school. drill press. Yeah. yeah, but it's 70 degrees this way, 70 degrees mm -hmm. this way, full tilt, full tilt, all the way around. So it's basically, it's a, it's a bridge port, but without like all the machining stuff. Right. So it's got potential to be a really a useful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just drilling legs into it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Seat, just you know for that I mean? stuff. Making a jig. Just a having it go that. Because those angles, once you find them, you need to be able to find them over and over yeah. again. Like, that's what's so sick about the CNC stuff. Like, you know, if if you have this amazing drill press and you got it on that angle and you can set that every time, then that's great. But, like, if you want to be consistent and fast, there's only one way to do it. Can't be fast and cheap without being fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, you got to find ways to make the, the price, at least the cost. You need to find ways to decrease the cost of your products if you want to be able to sell them. Absolutely. So Unless you'll only be working for fucking these higher end designers yeah. that only deal yeah. with the millionaires that only. And then they're putting 15%. They're doing all kinds of shit on top. Yeah. Dude, for real. 15% of you're lucky. And that's okay. But, you know, as long as you're getting paid what you think you should be getting paid, I feel like that's fine. Yeah. yeah. I've no, heard, yeah, of, I've heard about money. ridiculous upcharges on stuff out in the Hamptons. Like, like fucking, 100%. Like 10, 15 grand on top of what I, not, not me personally, but I've heard about it. And I'm sure it happened to me personally a few times without me knowing, honestly. The best is when the first job with the client is through a designer and then they hire you independently because yeah. you could just throw, you could just tack on Crazy. all kinds of money. Right, you're like, oh, wait, how much was that? Oh, it was probably like double that, right? Yeah. And yeah, the, there was yeah, a the client. They know. There was a certain job that I did out in the Hamptons that, um, well, I worked with Ken Folk, who's an amazing designer. He's a very... Uh, kind of a celebrity in a way he's like he's where he's like hangs out with oprah and uh wow. no not oprah sorry <laughs> oh my god oh, I can't think of name. is it another oprah type <laughs> it's like somebody that you you'd be laughing at sally me. jesse Raphael, <laughs> kelly ripa no it's like the vice president michelle obama no that's the first lady uh oh kamala harris yeah He's like homies with her. Hmm. Like he meets her at the plane when she gets off. She's like, "Oh hi, Ken." <laughs> and he he like flies around with like four fucking golden retrievers, but not like the gold ones, like white ones. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy fucking out there, and I love it. Ugh. And I've uh, the one spot we did out in East Hampton had to like sign NDA before you go. No pictures, like. I think I sent you the pictures of the dining table. That was a 17 and a half foot long dining table top mm -hmm. because they had a three piece top. They didn't like the seams. 
they needed the 17 and a half foot table for, I forget which Jewish holiday it was, but there's a big dinner for mm-hmm. this holiday. And they have this Passover, probably. Pretty probably. Yeah. What month is that? Uh, what was that? Is that, no, is that November or something? Mm, uh, I don't know. I'm no, not Jewish, but I remember getting off. That doesn't line up, but maybe. Um, but yeah, 17 and a half foot table. I just drew a, what is that, 14, 14, six, three piece, but yeah. that's not our idea. What, where'd you source that material for that? So that's the thing. They were like, the other one was mahogany, right? So I was like, oh, that's good. First one yeah. using the price. And another reason I was like, I know that, that those trees are the longest. Huge. Yeah. They're freaking longest, like straightest. 90 feet long, tall and like yeah. they're just long and straight. With you like want very, big flat. The branches are at the top. There's like no knots yeah, in them either. Yeah. So you got, these, I got like 20 footers from McIlvain, but John ordered it for me because he's got the hookup or whatever. But I was like, John, I need 18 feet. He's like, how long? Is the fuck? He's like, dude, what are you talking about? Because <laughs> nobody has ever done that ever yeah. there. And he's like, I don't even know where I'm going to put it. He's like, I'm going to have to put it on the top rack. And if anybody ever needs anything from the, and I'm like, Dot, I'm going to, but I'm using all of it. Don't worry about it. And then I, and then I was like, see how wide you can get them. Got fucking 14 inch yeah. wide. With 18, eight quarter. Yeah. 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 If you want big flat wood, Sapili. It's fucking crazy. It's and then I'm gonna start go making. To I'm gonna try up. to make like a outdoor furniture collection out of mm-hmm. all Sapili because like it looks good black too, you know. And like you'll get black. a piece that's ten inches wide because that's all we can nine and fifteen sixteenths on the joiner. Uh-huh. One 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 pass flat. Flat or the, the whole yeah. Board, that's what it was long. Honestly, to make that table, I made most of it solo, and it mm-hmm. was seventeen and a half feet long. But like. I was able to do it because of the the joiner and the carts and stuff, and making sure I had the ro- the rolling. Ta- I have the rolling table at the end of the yeah. joiner. So when I set up, when you set that up like tit, it's like stays flat for a long time. But most of the time, you would need a second person to like hold the thing down. Oh yeah, you get like a four foot piece of hard maple. It's got like a three inch crown in it. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, some of the- and then you mill it out, <laughs> and then it's like ten minutes later, and then two days, back. yeah, two days <laughs> later, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, maple sucks. Yeah, that was a fun one to deliver. I mean, we put that in the sprinter and drove it out there, and the wind and it was windier than on the shit, BQE, dude. No, on the yeah down through, uh, yeah, all the way out. Uh, oh, you have commercial plates. Uh, PA, you have truck plates, so it's basically the so same. So can you drive on the? You can't drive on the Bell Parkway. No, that's what that's not the issue with us going I, out there. It's like you gotta I did go. it illegally once and got pulled over. I had no idea what was going on. The guy, no, sorry, I didn't get pulled over. I was driving. I was going like ninety on the on that one. What is it again? Belt Park. Belt Park. But yeah, and then I got off the exit, and the cop saw me getting off the exit, and he's like, he rolls, he's like, throw it on the window, and I'm like, what? He's like, how long were you on there for? Since like, since, since fucking island. like since fucking Queens, dog. Like, <laughs> So yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we were the first time we went out there. So we we built these vanities, and was that all we? Yeah, I think that's I all, think we, that's all we delivered. We the built first the vanities time. before we ever went out to the job. So we we loaded up. We left at like five o'clock in the morning. We're getting over the the Verrazano Bridge, and it's like, all right, get on the Belt Parkway. And I forget one of us is like, wait a minute, we can't get on the Belt Parkway. Oh, we, so, and also, I mean, the reason is because there's those overpasses that are like nine and a half feet high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could probably fit under them, but no, you no, can. The sprinter, sprinters can do it, yeah. but like those smaller box trucks, you're like inches from. You know things. why they did that? Rob knows the the reason. Yeah. yeah. So they couldn't steal shit from the airport. No, it was. I think it was Rob and Moses. 
Um, they specifically didn't want the poor people and the black people oh, going out to the beaches. So they made them too low. So, so they the made those. Go yep. Fucking hell. Yeah. So they made those overpasses wow. stone and low. Unreal, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, from that would, part of Brooklyn. He was known for a lot of that, you know. He, oh, put, yeah. he put the highways right through the fucking ghetto. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, ghetto, I mean, he was unabashed about it. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wasn't very. Uh, he was kind of like that era's Trump. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, being from that area, it wouldn't be uh, totally uncommon to see somebody get off to Verrazano in like a truck. And not realize it oh, and like lose the top of their truck in the You see in the those first videos, one. dude. I've seen it. Yeah. What did I see? I mean, there's no like big sign. Like, it should no, no, be no. like there's totally nothing. apparent. There's nothing. It's yeah. like if. And there's I'm, parkways and, and expressways all over New York that yeah. you can't get on. No, my buddy. Yeah. I think Max told me the story back in the day because he used to be a PA on these like movie shoots and stuff or just film shoots. Um, and he was. Some kid told him a story that they he was in a truck, and that happened. Someone's calling me. Hold on. The cool thing about the uh, LIE is that HOV lane is two or more, and commercial vehicles can drive in it. Yes. So on the way back from the Hamptons <laughs> last time, like I got into the HOV lane we and just like time. yeah, put on the cruise control and just went. Like it was nice. Um, yeah, it's cool out there. It's cool how much money is out there and how people, you know, can... Some of these homes I've seen designed are just so cool. Yeah, they've got, like, uh, you know, the uh, the quotient for taste is a little higher out there oh, than absolutely. it is. Oh, absolutely, and it's like... And it's really the idea that they have the money to give to this designer that they trust, and, like, becoming one of those designers that gets those jobs is, like, the fucking ideal oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And everybody's trying to do it. Like, every designer wants to get those gigs mm-hmm. because they get the biggest fucking budget and they can buy all the wildest furniture and get all the stuff custom made and then they accept what to put their name on it. And it's like, imagine having three of those gigs that you did in one year on a website and then it's like, boom, 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 boom from there. Yep. Yeah, it's another one of those, you know, you can only do this thing if you have this thing. Right. If you don't have the budget... You- then well, you're then you're going to be buying the stuff from Restoration Hardware, right? So yeah, and you can make that stuff look good for the most part, but yeah, like, but yeah, it's we're not talking, we're, we're literally talking about a completely different world. And some people, that's yeah. what, and, and you know, I posted that shit of that sample yesterday, and we were talking about it, and uh, and a bunch of people reached out to me and were like, "Oh man, that's fucking ridiculous!" Like I would, I would flip out and stuff, and I was like. Yeah, but you can't because, like, this is, no. the, this is the job, What's bro. What's that like, going to get you? I'm like, this is the job that I would – this is the industry – I mean, sorry, the uh, market that you want to stay in. There is no – no. Those are the requests that you yeah. get. And, yeah. like, you got to be able to fulfill some requests and you got to be able to show the details properly and you have to be able to just execute shit that, like, is simple and just has to be perfect and beautiful, you know? And uh, yeah, and another thing about you can't do it until you do it, or you can't do it until you have it is like, you don't get kitchen jobs until when you do a kitchen, right? Like, mm. you can't really get a kitchen job unless you show so show somebody a kitchen yeah. that you've done a fucking well, kitchen. We do know somebody that does that though. There's some so, really good salesmen. Mark, uh, what was it? What was the name? What was the name of that company with the benchmark? Oh yeah, <laughs> Rob did a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, help the client find a guy to do, like, the tile. 
and we're like at Home Depot one day. The dude's got Rob's kitchen on his van. Fuck off. Full custom cherry kitchen, cloud Get lift. out of here. Yeah, with, with figured maple panels. I mean, it was, it was a pretty oh nice thing. Oh, my God. Thing. I guess what I just said, I got. I kind of take back what I just said about you need to do a kitchen to fucking sell it. You do not need to do was, a kitchen to a sell a kitchen. double take, though. You just like, pretend you that you're but you're not going to do a high-end kitchen as your first job, if that's the case. Because, like, yeah. unless, I don't know. I mean, I've been, I've been recently asked to do a kitchen I'm excited about because... I haven't done one, and I do want to do one that's, like, in my kind of style. Like, you guys have a style. and like, yeah. yeah. We've done, literally, we've done one kitchen. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't Past really Green get Street. to have fun and with it. We, yeah. It a designer a, came in yeah, last minute. Yeah, it was kind of like the details weren't around. that great, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but. That you know, is, it was a white-painted inset right. shaker yeah, kitchen. Yeah, and that's the but, thing, like. That's the thing again, you know. That stuff is harder than people think as well. Like getting the color, I mean, getting the paint and doing all that stuff. And like, there's a lot of prep work that goes into those oh, doors yeah. and all that shit, man. Oh yeah, get everything lined up right. I mean, full trust on me, like balance, all the reveals, cabinet especially sizes. like 16 feet long runs. Like that yeah. stuff is tricky. Honestly, getting the doors and the drawer faces, you know, so everybody looks. Right. In harmony. You can't really do it without it looking in harmony because it looks like yeah. absolute ass. Like, yeah. you can see it from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah, it's either, it either looks like a custom kitchen or it looks like a, a yeah. handyman we, special. Yeah. Like a, you know, you got I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it. When you, when you close the door and it doesn't soft close and it fucking has that rattle in the fucking panel. Oh, yeah. We oh. got a couple doors like, oh, like that. We're going to have those nice... <laughs> you don't have any... Snap hinges. Fuck yeah, I don't know, but the door might... Might break apart. <laughs> <laughs> that, that fucking soft maple is gonna make its way back. Oh, we might have to get some of those little plungers. Yeah, that was some shit. And this is funny. I was thinking about this for whatever whatever reason. Um, there was this dude on on Instagram years ago. It was an Australian guy, and I and I still don't know if he was messing with us or not. But he was. He claimed that if you threw a board on the ground before you joined it, that it, like, took tension out. And he started this, like, fucking thing. Like, for weeks, like, people were also posting about it and, like, trying to debunk him and stuff. And I think he was just trolling everyone. And it was in the beginning of Instagram before everybody took it super seriously and shit. And I was like, this guy's trolling. I mean, how is he he going this hard? Because he was going in. Like, he was kind of passionate about it. And I was like, dude, are you really just playing a game and then it came back up like somewhere and i was like that's so funny because somebody was talking about it i was like i wonder if they think like how are you going to tell me that you throw something on the ground like all the tension is going to come out of it right yeah. now boom it's baked into the fibers of the wood yeah it's like that drill thing you see where it's like you tighten it down then you got to back it off one click and that locks the bit in Who it the was fuck a said that? it was like a total ruse and oh. everybody was like they're like whoa like it actually <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't do anything no it fucking doesn't you might end up like, like I can't believe I didn't shot. know that. The people were like calling DeWalt and they're like, your drills out. they're like, we don't see anything here about, uh, you know, about that being a feature. It, w- there's probably a name for that where people pretend, you know, they think they believe something. I mean, you it's know, like placebo or, effect. Like, yeah. It was like the backronym, an acronym that's created mm-hmm. like on, per, you know, <laughs> it, back in the old days. When I was a musician, we'd yeah. be driving around on the road in a van, and people, this is in the 80s, and so you're in traffic, and people looking at you, and they go, who, who are you guys? Must be a band. Yeah. And I'm like, 
you never heard of us. You never heard. No, come on, tell us who you are. Yeah. And then we tell them, and like, oh, yeah, I heard of you guys. Like, no, you didn't hear of us. <laughs> What's that hit song that yeah. you guys had? Yeah, so then we used to, you know, when you spend so much time right. out on... You start messing with people. You start messing... Yeah, can you hum a few bars? Something, you know, and they're like, "Oh yeah," it goes like, "It's like yeah, that's it, that's us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D Street Band. Yeah. People will believe anything, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man, what was I gonna say? That's like the false recall, you know, like yes, some, a car accident yes. happens. They're like, "Yeah," they're like, "The car flipped over," and and then it's like the the human memory is totally flawed it's yeah. like one of, it's, oh it's, it's insane i mean completely like, wrong you know especially if you experience trauma during the mm -hmm. thing like you're mm -hmm. gonna fucking like remember it in a completely different way that it actually happened whatever oh, yeah there's a lot of stuff yeah like that's that, man. funny but uh yeah i mean talking about That fucking video of that woman, she's cutting a circle on the table saw, and, oh, yeah. and she puts her hand in front. in front, the blade is spinning towards you, she puts her left hand up there, she has a saw stop, thank fucking God. That's all I thought when I saw that. Mm -hmm. I was watching this, and pure, like, when it happened, when I first watched that, I just stopped, and I looked around, and I was like, Oh man, yeah, like I dude, that was really fast. No, because this one I didn't want. I wanted to watch it because I was like, "This is gonna be bad." If but I, I get I, like that black screen where it's like we're covering, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, what is it?" <laughs> no, honestly, sometimes <laughs> that stuff. I swear to God, I get like, I get like a little thing here. Yeah, I'm like, no, butterflies. like my heart. I mean, my like stomach comes up a little bit. But uh, yeah. but this this chick's doing this circle, and <laughs> I think my comment to you was like. Why the fuck is anybody cutting a circle like this? I know. Please. Um, there's so many ways. Like Do it worst. with a router. It's so much fucking yeah, better, man. There's just a bandsaw. Bandsaw, yeah. I mean, and, like, and if you don't have like any way to make it perfect, draw a perfect circle, um, cut really close to your line, and then sand it off. Like, yeah. You're going to have a better circle. It's going to be safer. Um, yeah, This her hand gets sucked into the blade. Thank God it was a saw stop. Because in that case, if your hand goes in there... And that, and you don't have a zero clearance or some shit, and you could oh, get sucked oh, in or yeah, whatever. It's a, they're gone. Fuck, you know, like yeah. you gotta re, you gotta remember what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with oh. like yeah, I mean, she back fed it like it was fed all it of it was so 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 bad, and like her comment on it was like so far from where it should have been. Like she was like, yeah, you know, I guess I should be careful next time, kind <laughs> oh, of a thing. God. Or, like, I never thought oh, this would happen man. to me. And I'm like, like, fuck. Like, that's like, I don't even know how to describe that. I put up the, you know, I put up a, a video of me cutting freehand on the table saw. And I kind of did it just to stir the pot. One hand? Two-handed. You know, oh. just like a regular, all hands behind the blade. And, like, all these people like, that's so dangerous, blah, blah, blah. What do you mean, with no fence? Yeah, no offense. Just like cutting a V out of like a piece of plywood oh, yeah. to hold the paint gun. Right, I got you. Um, oh, just like going zing and zing? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm like, this is safe, actually safer than any like normal cut on the table yeah, saw because my hands were yeah, behind the blade. Really the hard entire, to kick back too. Like, right. Yeah, because all of the work is on the yeah, side the that's getting pushed side. down. Right, exactly. Like the saw is actually pushing the workpiece down you onto the table. really can't go anywhere, especially if you're holding on to it and you have a little bit of a feel for it. Mm -hmm. like, like, scribing like that is honestly the best way to scribe. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was, a like, a trim carpenter, that's yeah. that's how you scribe. You tip the blade over to 22 and a half. Yep. And you freehand you it through the table the, saw. take the garb off and, like, have it like that for the whole day. Like, mm -hmm. 
and that's actually kind of fun. You know, it's like almost like you're just drawing yeah, that you're, line. You're just it's taking like that line off. Saw, yeah. You know? mm. uh, I think we're back. I'm not sure where where we left off. I don't know if this continues recording when it's full. I don't know. Anyway, my disc was full, and we stopped recording for a little bit. It couldn't have been long because the screen went black, and that's when it popped uh, up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we finish the conversation about the. Or in case it wasn't there, there was the woman who ragged her hand on the table. So thank God it was a saw stop. And please, please, please remember Don't that we're using that. Yeah. very, very dangerous things. That can. Yeah, I mean. You got to think about it like it can take your life. You know? Yeah. 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 It's not like, oh, you might just lose a couple fingers. Like it could, you could literally die, especially if you're by yourself in your shop. Yeah. yeah. And if you know the artist Tom Sachs, have you heard of him? It sounds familiar. He's a cool dude. Um. But he had this video out. It's called The Ode to Plywood. It's on YouTube. It's like 15 minutes or so. I don't know. But it's like him in his studio in New York, like that, like in the early 2000s. And he like, he picks up a sheet of plywood and he's like, a piece of dog fur vertical uh, grain plywood is uh, 55.6 pounds. And it like eight by four and blah, blah, blah. And talks about all his nerdy shit. And then like he goes to cut it on the table saw and he's like, if you're cutting plywood on the table saw and you're thinking about anything other than cutting plywood on the table saw, then shut off the table saw or like, <laughs> or go home or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's oh, what yeah. I've always kind of said about everything. Like if you're not going to be fucking fully there for that little moment that you have to be and you're upset about something or you need to cool off, like maybe don't try that thing that you thought you were going to do. I don't know. You know, I'm just so used to doing it in any type of headspace that like, yeah. it doesn't matter to me, but like, I, mean, I think yeah, beginners, if you're fucking, you, you have to be doing it for a while to, yeah, really get the feel of all that stuff. I used to lock the door when I worked by myself when I started in my shop behind the house there. Oh, really? Because my wife would come walking in. Oh, to distract and distract. And yeah, you, you know, and I had my back to the door the way this table saw <gasps> was set up. Yeah. No. So I used yeah. to lock the door. Oh my god! I had a I yeah my dog fucking at the shop, dude. Like <laughs> knocked into my knee, something oh. or whatever I was doing. I was routing something, you know, and I'm like tilting over in a not an awkward position. But if a dog smacks into your leg, it's, it becomes yeah. an awkward position. Yeah, you're not expecting it. No, and then I look down and he's covered in sawdust. Like he loves to let the shit like shoot into his eyeballs. I guess <laughs> I, German shepherds are nuts. But yeah. Did we talk about, oh yeah, maybe we, unless we missed it, we were talking about the trim carpentry thing with the. Oh yeah, that's where you were going, yeah. Right. Like, unless you were saying, uh, unless you had that experience as a trim carpenter. Right, and talking about experiences from this thing that leads to this thing, it's like, also with this theme where you can't do it unless you have it kind of thing. You don't ever, you don't get ideas about shit until you've actually like really gone through the paces of like mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff a lot of different stuff meaning like categories of work styles of work different materials you know just all these methods yeah you're not going to hit it out of the park on your first table you know fucking a, right you <laughs> know? You unless do, you just copy some shit that yeah. like totally exists already and you know it's going to work you either got lucky or you're some kind of savant right yeah. and you know what we're talking about like when this dude would come to your shop to mill wood, I had all festival in, in Brooklyn. I didn't have any big machines. I bought like the, the smallest versions of those machines. And that's what I was working with. 
and I wouldn't want to show anyone my shop on, you know, I, like I didn't want like a big designer to come to my shop because I was like I'm almost embarrassed by my like lack of machinery. Even though I was getting the jobs done perfectly, I mean not perfectly all the time, but like for for the most part, I was doing the best job I could with what I had, and uh, you know gained the reputation that way. But I was able to basically take my entire shop if I needed to and move it to a job site and then bring it back in the same mm-hmm. day. And the only bigger machines I had was like Laguna, eighteen uh, inch bandsaw that you know that doesn't need to go anywhere, and one of those big twenty inch disc sanders that didn't need to go anywhere. So there was one time where we were on site for like a month and a half and no no one went to the shop for that whole time. Wow. Like I didn't even go in it. Like everything I owned was on site. Yeah, like you were like joining stuff with a TS-75. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, every, like I was making full on like nice tables that, you know, are still being used everywhere all over the place that I use the T-75 to joint them every single board. Wow. Sharp blade. Pretty much got a new Panther every time, or or got it sharpened, obviously. But like, uh, yeah, I would keep like fresh blades for that thing because we used it for almost everything, and like had two of them at one point. Um, no, I got you know, one of them broke, got sent back, bought another one because had to make something. That's how I have a bunch of doubles of tools now. But yeah, I don't know. I like was thinking about that. I was making something the other day that that prototype for that chair for that flat pack collection. I had five routers out, five bits. <laughs> just one person, you know. Like I had a couple of trim routers. I had the mm-hmm. two plunge routers, and I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of like what you, woodworking a lot of it is is routers. Like, yeah, you can do almost everything with a router. We try and steer away from the the routers, but really, I'm just not a fan. Makes well, for too patterns much- and stuff. Uh, we use them mostly for that, um, or just like you know edge treatments. But I just I don't know. There's something about I don't like the mess it makes. I get it. Yeah, that's I get it. I'm just I I'm not it. saying I'm that so they're not not good to use or or uh, yeah for sure. But it's just we just try and not use them if we don't have to. I get it. Use the shaper. Right. I mean, with the big fucking dust collection, yeah. Yeah. Power <laughs> Shapers are just, dope. Just <laughs> Shapers are the coolest thing ever. Come and spits Dude, out on the other side. It's like those, like, making those stave shell, like, coopered mm-hmm. table legs. Yep. Nine degree angle. Got uh, MT Toolco. Shout yep. out to him. Got a shaper cutter. I got shaper cut, nine degree shaper cutters made. And I added a leg, you know, I was like, make it a little bit extra just so that glue that up. room for the glow. The glue it closes up. Those are dope. They work perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, we have to get a head for the shaper that can take the knives. We have we get hussy knives from him, mm-hmm. but the hussy is an archaic tool. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it really sucks to I use. Know. I kind of only wanted one because it's a William and Hussey, and yeah. I always just like love the logo. But like, <laughs> you in the market? You got room in the van? Huh? You got room in the van? We got I do one. have room in the van, but I don't want it now. <laughs> I want, like, I want a different one. The feed rollers never go down far enough to like, right. and it's, so you're and just you like shoving that it in. Shit. What's it his fucking name, so True Trade? Tim, yeah. Tim, what's up, Tim? Um, he, Yeah, he's a beast with the he's hussy. He's fucking on it with that thing. He's got the curves. That, like, oh, yeah. he's, he's like the curved door master. Just yeah. constantly curved top, yeah. arch top and doors. And he's really figured out, um, and I was amazed by something he did, and I want to talk about it. He shrunk that thing. Did you see what he did? He made the door, um, uh, whatever he his curved uh, lamination, lamination, like the jam. Yeah. it shrunk, 
So when he brought it to the, the job, it was fucking, it oh, was like yeah, a two yeah. inches small or whatever, yep. an inch on each side. And he was like, oh, fuck, like, what do I do, you know? And I was like, I was watching him. I'm like, what are you going to do here, dude? Like, because, like, I didn't even say anything, but I was kind of like, I'm like, I'm watching him because I know he knows what to do. Or well, he got parking in front of the job that day. <laughs> That's why it happened. Yeah. It's like you can't have, like. Oh, right. Exactly. That, there was an open spot right yeah. there. And then everything, he forgot the door, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the door's too small. I'm like, how's he going to do this? He made, um, he fucking plunge routed. The curve mm-hmm. on the inside, on the back, like deep grooves, basically curved out the entire. Sorry, I keep hitting this thing. Um, curved out the entire back, and stretched it out, and then put it back on the jam. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> that was fucking magical." <laughs> yeah, man, he he's good, man. Yeah, he's and he just moved rad. into a new shop. Uh, yeah, know, maybe six months before finally, us. His old shop was. Insane. Yeah, like little, like he had like <laughs> six yeah, and a half was like, ceilings or something. He was too tall for that place. Yeah. Yeah, Tim, when are you coming out? Because I know you want to come on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's got some stories, man. We did. We had him on oh, in the he? first season. Yeah. Oh, right. I think it was episode 26. What's his background like? Is he like was he like a framer dude, and then he turned into this? Guy? I think yeah. He yeah. That's how he originally got in. Yeah, that's me too. But he was like you know. He Going seems like the dude years. that, like, they're like, can you make this? And he's like, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, me, where I do. I'm like, ah. You're like, now we got to figure wait, this out. I do, but I don't. It was like the one, like, going back, like, a couple years, like, one day he's, like, l- literally, like, lifting a house. Like, he's underneath the house, yes. like, jacking up a house. Then he's, like, building, like, some crazy door. Yeah, he's doing, like, the carving, fucking, uh, uh, the coped little... windows and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, you do everything. I'm like, did you do that by hand, too? Or, like... <laughs> Yeah, man, he's the man. Um, who else is the man? Fucking that Moore school. I don't know. Fucking everybody lately. Yeah, we've been a couple jobs for Zach. Nothing's nothing's hit yet, but we'll see. It takes a while sometimes. Yeah, he's a busy boy. Yeah. That Jersey City grind. Mm-hmm. So I asked him about the parking space thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was so confused because he kept posting these videos of people getting towed who pulled behind his van, and I was like, how's this work, dude? Like, is there like, a is sign there that says, yeah, like, don't park block. behind Zach Detmore's van and you get towed? I'm like, who do you know? And then he's like, no, I pay for two spots in it, and, like, if someone parks behind me, I can't get anything out of my van, so I call a cu- I call them, and they come in like they're not, they, they're supposed to tow it. I don't know. I don't know how, they know how, spo- the, how they supposed to know And then I said, though. how are they supposed to know that, though, dude? And then I don't think I got much of an answer, so <laughs> we'll have to clear that up. We'll have to clear that up another time yeah. with the near. Uh, so he pays for two spots on the street. Yeah, like, right in front of the job site. Okay, two jobs. Like on that two park spots. mobile though, yeah. you know, where yeah. you just punch in your. Right. I don't know how it works. Jersey City is an interesting place for parking. I'm like yeah. compared to like honestly, even compared to just like Brooklyn and Manhattan, it's like harder to find spots. Oh, my God. I, we I, did a job on Maxwell Place in Jersey City. We had to pay our buddy Manny to just sit in the van because yeah, there's yeah. no parking. The building had no parking. Oh, dude, I fucking, I used to keep, like, a like a garbage can in my truck, and I would just put it over fucking, <laughs> fucking what's it called, fire yeah. hydrants? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I got, yeah. towed, I got towed fucking, I don't even want to talk about how many times in the city I'm doing dumb shit or it's, like, not paying, like, those 
like it used to be you could have a parking ticket for like a couple weeks and if you didn't pay it then it, now i think it's like six to ten days and then they start wow. to accumulate yeah it, the penalties did an install for the shop where we used to work in midtown and it was like it was like 85 dollars to park for the day yeah and that's what's a 12 dollar spot or whatever yeah. and, uh, and yeah. if you pay like for oh, dude. more it costs more Dude, like, I really, you should be getting a discount. I know. I did the fucking math. I was, I had a job on like a thirty-first on on the east side, and third, I think, and parked in front every time, and it was commercial parking zone. Yep. And it's like twelve ninety-five an hour or whatever. But then if you do four hours, it's like four, fifty-five. It's, it's some crazy shit. And yeah. then I would just do it because I was like for the convenience of it, and I yeah. was like you know running. The show and jumping back and forth in the car, running, grabbing this, doing this, making sure people had the, the material. And then I'd end up at the job until 9 p.m. doing other shit and then go out there. There'd be a somehow there'd be a ticket on my car, even after I'm paying for the parking because I'd, you know, I'd forget fucking ADD. Like, then look at my bank account and be like, I spent a thousand fucking dollars like in two weeks on that shit. Something like that. And you don't think about that when you're first pricing jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'd oh. missed so much stuff when I first started pricing stuff. Now I, now I really pay attention to it. But like, yeah, if we have to, like, if you contact us and you're in in the city, you're getting the fuck you price because it, it's it's such a hassle that unless like we really needed the job, yeah, there's yeah. no reason for us to like give you the regular price. Oh no, because it's just you know yeah. the started, tolls alone. Just going when we went to Brooklyn yeah, to pick up the thing, like it was like fifty fucking fifty bucks. bucks yeah. yeah. Uh, we only went a mile into well <laughs> honestly for me it's sick because i all the work i get is in tribeca west village or you know here and there i go to brooklyn is very rare at this point and the west village is right there right out of the tunnel and tribeca is even one one turn out of the tunnel i got a job is literally the first turn out of the tunnel was mm-hmm. the you know massive apartment building right there but um those are those feel for me because like driving around it's like i take 78 out and it's like an hour and a half home so either just you get there like right after rush hour and if it's a close and if it's in tribeca you don't have to like go deal with all that other city bullshit because tribeca is like a little village kind of feel Mm -hmm. but yeah that's been great having those types of gigs because that's where all the money is anyway yeah yeah, when you're paying, you if, know, yeah, $8,000 a month in rent, then the prices yeah, don't sound afford, so bad. You can afford a couple things, you know? Like, what do you mean this cabinet's 20 grand? It's like, well, it's like two months' rent. Two months, yeah. Wild. Well, what do you think? Before we, before we run out of more disk space, we should well, probably wrap it up. It. Let's do Are it. Are there any questions? Yeah, let's <laughs> see what we got. They were... Um, there weren't really anything groundbreaking. We got from Tommy Apple. Is that his real name? Uh, these are Instagram names. Oh. How many miles a week do you need to drive? How many miles a week do you need drive? Do I need drive? Um, <laughs> I need drive uh, miles a week. I don't pay attention to it, honestly. Sometimes I fill up my van like three times in a oh, week, man. honestly. Holy dude, I'm fucking- yeah. yeah, I was talking, I was just, I was, I, oh man. Yeah, you were telling me how many miles are on your van. I bought mine with, uh, I think we have 5,000. I bought mine with like 168 and it's got 218 on it now. And I put like 3,000 of those on it since like December. We'll have it for two years in, in August. 
I was going back and forth to the city for like a full month, and then, you know, I've taken on a few road trips, and mm-hmm. I just I do my shops thirty minutes away, but it's like thir- in the in the speed limit, it's like fifty five the whole time, so it's like that's at least I think twenty two miles, twenty four miles, so it's a good. No, good it's commute. not that much. Sorry, it's probably sixteen, seventeen, but well. it's a good. And I take the long way. It's a nice little commute. Mm-hmm. I drive through the freaking drive through the farms and stuff on the way. Drive along the river, and then you go up the mountain, and then it's just, like, pastures and shit. So it's pretty – it's idyllic. That's nice. <coughs> Here's one from uh, Andres Massey Millwork. Yeah, yeah. How many times a day do you just sit in the van and scream? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've been going to therapy twice a week, so now I'm good. I've been talking it out, honestly, but uh, I recommend that for everyone if they're having any issues. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I uh, I used to flip I used to flip out quite a bit, honestly, because it was stressful. A lot of shit is stressful for me, and I didn't handle it well. And I've found ways to, and yeah, I think I didn't process a lot of things properly. And I also, um, I do have ADD, and that definitely affects the way that you just, you know, accept certain things that are happening. You know, and you can, and it'll make you kind of. It'll make you kind of avoid things that are very important in your life. And I got, you will a, I got avoid a wife them. with full-fledged ADD. Yeah, yeah, so you know. And, like, I have that pretty bad. And, like, I take Adderall now. I wasn't for – I just started. And it's helped me incredible, in an amazing amount. But, um, yeah, I don't scream in the, in the van. <laughs> uh, we got one here from Steve Cooperstein. Uh, All right, Steve. Digital 3D drawings, or did he draw by hand and then execute the project? I'm I'm drawing by hand, and I'm giving it to Jeff Krug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, a lot of my ideas are very much in my head. I can most of the time make something without making a drawing. When I'm making something for a client, I obviously... My standard operation is, you know, sell the job with the drawing sort of as that being, mm-hmm. you know, part of that. Uh, most of the time people ask for it. And even if they don't, I want them to know exactly what it's going to look like yeah. from oh, my yeah. perspective. And if they want to change anything about it, I will hope, hopefully it will lead them in the right direction of something that I would kind of approve of. It's a but, good way uh, to cover your ass, you know. Totally. Like, this totally. is what you're getting. Yeah, you can't yeah. really, you can't really come back on some of the, you know, especially with the renderings now, like, you know, some of these things are, people still ask. They're like, hey man, you got any one of the, any of those sitting in the closet somewhere I could buy? I'm like, that's a fucking <laughs> rendering, brother. Like, you know, <laughs> like you can't tell. I mean, some people, they don't think about it as that. You know? This thing gets like screaming hot. If like, if I'm working with it on my lap, uh, it's, because, it, yeah, they're working overtime oh, for yeah, those. Yeah. And this, I mean, it doesn't have a lot of RAM. I have to get a, I have to get an upgrade, but yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to do any of the CAD stuff, but I definitely want to learn as in pretty soon enough, you know. So you it's know, not with, too bad. With the new company, I want to be able to draw stuff and be able to have it programmed and stuff like that. Well, like I told you, you know, the stuff that I draw for you is definitely more outside of the box than the stuff that we typically draw. Um, so it's, it's pushed more cubes. Yeah, yeah, ours is very rectilinear. Right, well, that bunk bed was fun, you know? Yeah, that, you know, like... And you kind of... So I had to figure, you know... I kind of, like, led... I kind of told you what it was going to be, and I drew it in, like, this totally shitty way. (laughs) (laughs) I totally fucking drew the worst thing. I was almost embarrassed to send it to you. 
but it's, it was it's you good told to him. talk to another furniture maker because <laughs> fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, well, it's six four hall, top, uh, tall, and this is the footprint, and this is the the depth, and like you totally just bring it to a place where I'm like, yep, perfect, or no, not at all, or, you know, most of the time we, we're definitely never at the no, not at all stage. But It's like doing a bid. A lot of times you just got to throw something and see if it sticks. And then much. And just that's what's good about go. you is that you also, you kind of like, you kind of like send it without asking too many questions, and I think that's kind of like a good thing about woodworking is uh, really kind of like building the confidence is saying, okay, I'm just going for this, and then you have to kind of get it there. Without knowing, and that's why we're saying yes to these things that we're not really sure how to make because we know we have the ability and the like, you know, the drive or whatever, the ambition. But it's also like becomes this vision that you have that you want to say, okay, I made that for whatever reason, or I've been thinking about making that, or mm -hmm. whatever, bringing yeah, something the, to life. It's the only way to get better is to do things that you haven't done. Absolutely. Uh, I got one here from Matt Viz, aka G Viz. Favorite use for the the lamello. <laughs> word um i just started using it to design well to design with an incorporation uh incorporating it into the flat pack furniture line that i'm designing mm -hmm. which i had been thinking about using them because i've always seen the lamella and i just i just started owning one in like december honestly which is fucking wild because i wish i bought it at least two years ago because of everything I could have assembled with it to make it my life easier. If you just posted more on Instagram, you get one for free. I doubt that. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. They they give, they I don't even think everybody. they give them. I know they asked Tommy Ferrick to be their, yeah. uh, their, their international, their national sales rep. Hmm. They asked him if he wanted to like drop everything woodworking and be their guy because like he's so passionate about like pretty much everything, but Lamello, he fucking, he loves. We met the guy. He uh, he doesn't he doesn't he like doesn't. us too much. He definitely doesn't like me because I got into it with him in the DMs. About what? You know, they just post like guy like putting on like a an end panel. It's like just screw it in from the inside. I'm like nobody's doing this. No, no real no real cabinet maker woodworker is doing this. I know, I'm like I know. show yeah, you know someone, it's like some influencer I'm saying, guy. Man. I'm I like, know it's on, the influencer man. bullshit. It really is totally. He's ridiculous. like, well, you know, we like to show all the good ideas. I'm like, well, this is all you're showing is anyway. Don't <laughs> you know, it becomes like a tool fuck show. But um, this is a good one, I think, probably to close on. Uh, is there a market? This is from Beer Circles. Yeah. Is there a market Sandra. for small furniture makers that haven't been published a lot? And then maybe you can give some advice. Is there a market for small furniture makers? Is he asking for the small furniture maker? Uh, is there a market? Is there a market for small furniture makers that haven't been published a lot? Like, is there is there a niche that these people can fit oh, into? Right. For small. Okay. Yeah, man. Um. I really think so, and I also just want to say just fucking go for it. Like, if you're good and you want to do it, like, it really took me a long time to get where I am right now. I definitely am not done. I'm not going anywhere kind of thing, but, like, I'm just starting to make stuff that I want to make, you know? And, like, when I was first starting, I was making stuff that I wanted to make at that time, and now I'm really starting to make what I want to make, you know? And that's almost a feeling that I never thought – I would have, you know, I never knew what a goal was with this, but now I'm starting to see like a full on vision for it. Like we know what we were talking about first was where do you see yourself kind mm -hmm. of thing. And to be completely honest, I see myself in a very similar place, but with this new furniture line happening, I want to 
totally explore and see where that can go. And there's different markets within the market, and there's different styles within each of those markets, and there's different price points within each of those markets. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good local furniture maker who can do it for the price that you can do it for, you're going to get a gig, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're getting really good, then you, your prices go up. And if you're getting better clients, and then, you you know, and if you're freaking sought after and you have a six-month waiting list, that's the goal, you know what I mean? Then you, know, you get to pick what you make. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just chilling, really, because then you're you work for yourself. It's a great fucking living. It's super gratifying. I mean, you make it. It's fun, you know. I have fun every day, and I totally like. Honestly, like it's a lifestyle thing. It's all. It's everything. It's like super fun for me. I swear to God, it's just like every day I'm challenged, mm-hmm. and I definitely like love the feeling of like accomplishing the thing that's in front of you and you built it and it's like standing upright and you're like, okay, that wasn't there yesterday and now it's there. And like, it's exactly what's supposed to be, you know? So who's ever thinking about dropping the saw, pick it up. Cause it's like, don't do it for money either. Like if yeah. you're not making money, that doesn't mean shit. I didn't make money, you know, we're still sometimes not making money, yeah. but like, you know, we're fucking, <laughs> relationships help too yeah Yeah, definitely you know nurture relationships like make connections with people you fuck with and like designers that are cool and if you have an aesthetic people are gonna see it and if you have a vibe and if you're a cool person you're gonna get in the room you know you gotta be socially intelligent you gotta Mm -hmm. be like that's a good point and you gotta go all in you know if you're gonna half-ass it there's no half-assing anything you know like Like the quote I posted, which, you know, I hate posting quotes. My sister does it too much. (laughs) Sorry, Steph. (laughs) But I love you. I posted, uh, if you're not thinking about it in the shower, then you probably shouldn't be doing it or something like that. And that's, that's like some David Goggins kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, the best and that's the worst. That's when the fear strikes. Yeah, right, you're like, right. The anxiety oh, or the cool like, idea is I didn't happening. think about this part of the Thought. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's like the other morning oh when I came God, in. Oh, my God, I've done that too many times. we got to pack the track saw. And then Jeff says, oh, I already packed it. <laughs> we both didn't have it packed the night before. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you're both, you both look at each other, yo, yeah. That used to happen with Max quite a bit mm-hmm. where we would both kind of like write our own lists in our head. And then we'd get in the van and be like, what did I forget? You know, because yeah. I knew I forgot something. And he would have to be like on it a little bit more than me because like... Yeah, leading up to install. So like, like, I got all the ideas. I got all the fucking, like, plan in my head how mm-hmm. it's going to be executed. And if that's not, like, your wheelhouse, then you're going to be having, you're gonna have to be worrying about some other shit. And, yeah. Like, making sure that it's all there. I'll have the reminder going. It's like, at 7 a.m., remind me to pack the ladder. And then it, and then it's pack the ladder and the track saw. Pack the ladder and the track saw and the caulk. <laughs> and it just grows, you know. Yeah, until. yeah. It's like, make sure you have caulk in the, like, driver's side uh, door. <laughs> panel and then make sure you have some under the seat because that thing might you might lose mm-hmm. that oh man so what do you think you got any closing words for the the closing listeners out words, there man i don't know thanks for having me again definitely a pleasure love what you guys do totally we keep it real you. um loving the jersey vibes out here this is a very interesting town oh yeah <laughs> kingsburg i got that fucking on the way in and uh, yeah yeah man have you had those they had a grand reopening i think recently that place no we haven't been there there's a mexican spot over here that's okay. real good okay rico taco rico taco yeah next time we'll get to go that. there yeah we'll menu's go there. all in spanish you know but fuck yeah and uh 
Yeah, man, keep doing your thing. Like, don't let anybody tell you anything, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to do it, it's all up to you. I like Good it. advice. Yeah. I like that. Well, you know, we appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Later. As always, Rob and I, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes. Um, again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. 